Hello and welcome to The One One. I am BJ Ryan. Episode 75 is sponsored by Betfair. Don't bet harder, bet smarter at Betfair. Ladies and gentlemen, don't panic. The Perth Racing Guru has returned. Gee, it's great to see you back on the mic. Terry Layton? Don't panic. Was there a uh, was there an air of concern around Perth last week? Was there, BJ? The faithful, the faithful were concerned mm. that you might not return from your sojourn. Jeez, I didn't think I'd get my uh, my spot back after uh, after Scotty and uh, Peter's little uh, gig last week. And uh, Scotty threw out uh, the winner of the last at a bit of a uh, bit of a price as well. Called that race to a T, didn't he? Almost, yeah. He tried to jam Starline in the. The one one, mm-hmm. but uh, Brad Willa had uh, better ideas. Other plans, yeah, well, other plans, yeah. Geez, I reckon I could have gone faster than they went in that uh, that last race last week, BJ. But it is good to be back. It was a nice week away down south. Tried to switch off as much much as I uh, as I could, but uh, still uh, found myself having quite a few little investments down in. Um, where did you Where did you land? Uh, it was it was Dunsborough, but uh, just off Mealup Beach. We had a nice little secluded spot um, overlooking. Uh, yeah, overlooking Mealup Beach, it was a uh, yeah cracking little spot. Bit of a bit of a funny story though, BJ. Um, so we're um, Friday morning pre all the COVID stuff, and um, we'd planned to. My partner Nicola had the um, had the uh, the day off, so we'd planned to sort of depart at about eleven a.m. Uh, and beat all the the traffic getting down there for the long weekend and. Um, I'm running a bit behind schedule, which is probably not the first time. It won't be the last. And um, I've, uh, I've I've packed up the car, ready to go, and I've gone to pick her up. And um, I've gone, oh, you're kidding me, shit! I've locked my keys in the in the uh, in the house. So I've had a bit of a panic. Gone to the neighbour. I said, "Do you have a spare? This and that." And I thought, "How can I break in?" I couldn't. So I've called the real estate agent. I've said, "I'm coming up to pick a spare key." So I've jumped in an Uber, gone on, picked the spare key. From where? Um, Frio. So oh. yeah, about a 55, 60 bucks return in Ubers. Come back, uh, got into the house, looked around for the key. I was in the car the whole time, so <laughs> I didn't actually lock it in. Um, we've gone to pick her up and then we've started panicking because obviously everything's happening with the, the press conference and whatnot and we um, we thought we were going to get locked out of the southwest and that would have probably been the greatest hard luck story of all time. But uh, all's well that ends well, it was, BJ. It was almost like the great escape too, wasn't oh, it? You should have seen me. I was just, I was white. I was, I'm already pretty white, but uh, gee whiz, I um, I felt like an absolute, uh, an absolute goose. She tried to comfort me as best she could. It's not your fault. I said, "Well, who else's fault is it?" Honestly, um, but as I said, we got down there. It was a nice week and uh, very uh, excited to be back. We didn't have any jockeys to blame for that one, though, did we? No, it was my bad ride. Yeah, no, I made a. Yeah, I zigged when I should have zagged in that situation. So yeah, I'm glad you do second decisions. I'm glad you do stuff like that because mm. yeah. Um, Daily. Yeah, um, that's a sort of semi-regular occurrence for me as well. You know the old uh, garage door, just thinking, just trying to remember where, whether I put it down or not. Oh. Every now and then I could just double back to make sure it's down. But uh, yes, so getting old, mate. And not you, but me. Oh, um, I'm catching you. As Terry said, we had McCormick and Son bookmaking on last week's episode. Big thanks to Scotty and Peter who came along and, and filled in. And it was a bit of a tricky card to sort of navigate because it was just just had a bit of, bit of flat. Mm. It was just a flat card leading into the Roma Cup Belmont season, which is fast approaching. And a lot of people tend to hold their horses back for for the change, for the switch. Um, but Pete and Scotty uh, were provided us with, with plenty, especially the Betfair discussion, which we'll touch on shortly. And Scotty, of course, finding Star Line for our listeners in the last. But um, Scotty didn't even he didn't even get the stakes. 
locked in star oh. line and he got he got pipped at the margin as well. So um, the place getters in the get out stakes last week was Scott McCormack and guess who? Chris Nelson. Chris Nelson. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Can't take a trick, can he? He's a, yeah, always a bridesmaid, never a bride. Poor old Chrissy Nelson. Street bandit. Yeah, then again, I reckon uh, I reckon he might uh, own a winner on Saturday, potentially. We'll get to that later. Okay, we'll but, get to uh, that. He does have one in. And uh, special mention to my father, Bernie mm. Cups Ryan, who allowed us to uh, to record <laughs> to record the episode at his place last week on very short notice, I might add. So thanks, Cups. That was, that was really good. However, just want to apologise to the listeners out there who were um, annoyed by the incessant beeping that was from um that was from cups's smoke alarm he is desperately in need of a, of a new battery but unfortunately i was rushing around and didn't have an opportunity to replace it before the episode aired last there, week it was a bit of feedback about the uh about the smoke alarm in the background i uh yeah i tune in for a little bit myself <laughs> as i said and um geez I, I think i heard that for the next three days in my head so um yeah no no smoke alarms this week just probably the sound of me eating halfway through it that's about all yeah so there's a story though so dad's there's always, there's always a dad's story 74 turning 75 in october doesn't look a day over 50 he's got some quirks which is fair enough at that stage of life you develop some some quirks he's a jockey <laughs> he, he, yeah he spent half his life in a sauna and starving himself so um no surprise that that's sort of starting to catch up with him so dad's theory is he believes that the beeping from the smoke alarm acts as a deterrent to potential burglars so that's why he's reluctant to to replace the battery because he feels as though it just keeps him safe from well, from the <laughs> i wouldn't break into his house because it would give me the absolute shits i reckon so yeah he's deterred one uh, one thief at least so he'll be upset with me because i've given away his, his game plan but his, his two deterrents are leaving racing radio on all day every day uh, so you can hear it from when you're walking past on the footpath out the front and the, the beeping. So just, just His house is going to be um, ransacked by somebody <laughs> with a 1-1 one, one hat pulled down over their face now. So Yeah, going to have to get him some CCTV now that I've given away all his, uh, all his secrets there. But uh, Narrow it down to a, one of our seven listeners. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, thanks, Dad. That was, that was very kind of you because I, we couldn't find anywhere to record. My partner, Lee, uh, kindly works from home on... Um, on Thursdays and looks after our baby boy Harrison. So that was out of the question. Uh, I think the there was no power at my sister Jenny's place, our, pro, our producer. So and we couldn't hire anywhere because of the COVID situation. So we ended up at Bernie's place and uh, got the job done. And thanks again to Weekend Scotty, Scotty and Peter. It was uh, it was good stuff. So as I mentioned before, Pete and Scott obviously huge Betfair people. It's it's a very valuable, but it's basically a huge tool for their for their business for their bookmaking business and um, their punting business so we covered in depth the initiatives that betfair launched those being of course the reduction in commission across the board in western australia that went from eight percent to six percent that didn't help me a lot last Saturday. I think I only had two collects for the weekend. So they all add up though over the entire year. Like I, I didn't get a chance to talk about this because I wasn't here last week. But the eight to six percent, um, it's it's massive for um, for punters over. I mean, a short term, you, you might only win a very small amount or mm. save a very small amount um, with each investment. But if you add it up over the entire year, the eight to six percent, especially with the amount these days, a lot of my punting is, is trying to move to Betfair because it's impossible to get on early and and whatnot. And um, yeah. It, it's a huge rebate. You won't feel it, as I said, week week to week. But when you add it up at the end of a year, you'll go, "Gee, whiz, that's saved me, you know, X thousands of dollars, or maybe X thousands of dollars." Well, it could be it so, could be your edge right there, couldn't 
Yeah, you know exa- I mean? exactly right. Some people, I mean, some, I mean, last year was a, a quiet year for me. I think we worked off, yeah, sort of 9%, 10 11% last year. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, that's 2% extra. That's uh, It's massive. It's a yeah. 20% bump in your income. Yeah, so, so if you're a break-even Betfair punter, you're um, you just, in, you're just in popped in front. Yeah. You just had a little uh, little winner. Yeah, yeah. Chicken dinner. So ter- Terry's not going too well with his 10 and 11%, but the... the <laughs> <laughs> The rest of us will appreciate the the reduction in commission across the board. Uh, great initiative from Betfair, and thanks to Rawa and everyone who got behind that that change. Uh, as well as Betfair launched, it was an email that came out last Thursday morning. Actually, it was their early betting rebate. Now I see Guru that you were trying to take it. Well, you are taking advantage while promoting the um, the initiative as well with some of your Betfair lays, your daily lays on Betfair. Yeah, I thought we'd get in the spirit of it all and um, and chuck uh, chuck a few up early. I was going to start last weekend, but I was away and I thought I didn't really want to monitor Twitter too much at that period of time um, while I was away. Um, but yeah, no, we we kicked off yesterday. I'm, I'm seeing. I want to see how many we can go in a row without uh, without tipping a winner. I thought we'd start pretty ambitious with Celebrity Man and dollar um, forty looked a bit thin, so we, we chucked him up at a dollar sixty two. None was actually taken in all fairness, but did trade around that until very late. Got out the door and to, in all fairness, was, we should have should have won that race. Did it end up getting oh, two even bucks, two, two bucks, yeah, yeah. two ten, two twenty, yeah. I think. So yeah, um, Sunny Silk today that'll run be running one or loss before the um, the podcast goes to air, but then we'll be uh, back for Albany tomorrow. And, um, so you got to put up a lay for Albany tomorrow. Yeah, every every, oh. sing, every single meeting I'm going to try and do. I, in all fairness, I did say every meeting, but the dirt, Carnarvon, and whatnot, it might be um, that might be asking a few questions. Seeing as we're not uh, not too, I am going to be taking the dirt turf, ser- turf only. I am taking the dirt seriously this year. Actually, I'm going to be doing Carnarvon and Broome properly. I think there's some really big. If you can forgive the right horses and understand the the effects of kickback, and a horse can be beaten eighteen lengths, come out and win its next by seven. If you're willing to forgive and take the prices, wasn't it Scotty um, Embry who said his best his best track last year was Carnarvon? Uh, it was Scotty yeah, Embry. Yeah, 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 it was one of my best as well. Um, it was funny last year. How's this on dirt? The inside pad was off last year at Carnarvon. So don't ask me how, why that was a thing. Um, I actually had a chat to Christo Sardelic about it as well, and he, they they snaggers. said they all know to snaggers. Mm. Um, yeah, he, he, he was uh, he was on fire at Carnarvon last year as well a good strong apprentice who claims down there he's uh up there i should say he's worth a fortune but anyway there might not be one um at, can uh, i don't know we'll see but we want at albany there'll be one at uh ascot and um kalgoorlie kalgoorlie and the rest of may there will be uh there'll be a lay they'll all be um somewhere uh, in or around the market and um yeah we'll see if we can get a bit of action for uh for betfair nice and early all right, so what did you miss while you were away, Terry? So I you, guess you more than anything, just you. Oh, lovely, thank you. But on the track, it was Prize Nemesis took out the Westspeed Series final. That was a hundred thousand dollar race, and it was was quite a good initiative actually. That um, attracted a full field. It was a wide open betting race. It was a funny odd race, wasn't it? They went hard early, then slammed on the brakes and uh, bottled up. And I think first, second, and third um, basically were. Three and four wide the entire, but prize nemesis Alan Alan Kennedy and Ann King never pulled the stick. Alan Alan Kennedy, did you notice that? I think if you go through it, he hasn't pulled the stick on prize nemesis this campaign. He was questioned about questioned it. Questioned two starts, man. Ran second, ran third, fifth. fourth, fifth, fifth. Yeah, yeah ran yeah. fifth and was questioned about it. Um, yeah, it was a um, it was that type of race where there was that much pressure going to be on that. I think it was always going to suit something coming off speed. And you mean you see Pink and Grey, who's um, been ridden cold. You see even little Petite La Femme, the uh, 19 start maiden, um, hit the line like that. So it was a uh, yeah, it was a 
a funny, funny, funny old race. I think you can probably put a line through any of those uh, any of those horses that were on speed in uh, in that event. Yeah, that was a um, that was the feature last Saturday. But I guess the headline act was Miss Kentucky, Smart Mare on the rise. She's made it seven wins from her eight starts. She uh, weaved her way through the field. Good ride from Chris Parnham. Saluted. Um, it was speed maps out the door early, wasn't it? With um, I only had a little bit of McManus's seven fifty. Uh, this will test you, so we didn't get a huge amount on, but um, backed off the map. And um, tell you what, I think it's and this will sound probably a little bit funny, but I think it's a horse you still want to follow. I still think it was a nice enough run for a horse who is never going to be a sit and sprinter. If you look at this little testers, best uh, runs when finding the rail or runs when finding the rail, I, I don't think too many will beat her still. So, Different um, horse. Yeah, and the stable's flying. So I think if you can forgive and if you can get the right prices, I, I don't think it's worth completely canning this little tester just yet. What do you end up getting into low threes, yeah? Oh, it was off yeah. the map. Yeah, yeah, it was off the map. So um, Adam Adam's say was obviously flying at the moment. He yeah. gave it a fairly positive push. So I think when he does that, um, yeah, it's understandable the money comes. I, th- I think if it led, it probably would have won. That's yeah. uh, that might sound a bit um, a bit of a, a bit of a stretch, but uh, yeah, I don't think too many had Jemison with the near sixty kilos out in front. So it was uh, an interestingly run race, but. Um, yeah, um, Miss Kentucky going places and Nerodio was so big yeah, as well. big um, run. Yeah. Back to Belmont, Nerodio just about wins soon. Mm. Uh, Cup Knight, what a good horse. He was electric in the Northern Mazda States or as Morgan has been calling it on Twitter, the Northern Everest. It was a cracker. Uh, there was talent across the board. Layden. And uh, Paddy Carberry, um, as we speak about often, Dizzy rides that horse. Well, doesn't he? Oh, he doesn't ride uh, a horse better than he rides um, Cup Night. Oh, what's the other one? Perfect Jewel. Oh, Perfect yeah, Jewel. Yeah. He rode uh, extremely well. I think. Um, I think when a jockey has an affiliation with a horse and understands a horse, it was just it was a ten out of ten by that stage of the day. Uh, me included. I, I thought that the centre of the service was probably the place to be as well. We saw the last few winners: um, Spirited Session, Speedbird. Uh, there was a couple of others that were really coming home nicely along um, down the centre of the track. But I think it was just a fair surface at Northern. And I, I really enjoyed seeing that. It's been a while since we've seen proper sit and sprinters make ground like that. Um, but no, Cup Night, huge, huge, huge. And um, yeah, he enjoyed it too, didn't he? I love it past the post. I saw a family, a, family owned horse. Yeah, no, there's a lot of, yeah. So uh, that means a bit more, doesn't it? Yeah. So he, he, def- he rides it horse like his life depends on it, doesn't mm-hmm. <laughs> Paddy Carberry. Yeah. Uh, so um, I think it's um, he's just a good horse, isn't he, Cup Knight? So he's gone back, sort of followed, stayed inside, got the gap through and just accelerated 32.3 for his last 600. But um, what about old Rock Magic? Oh, it was, I, I had something on Valor Road who was, who was huge, arguably one of the runs of, if you go back and especially listen to Brad's comments post-race. Um, but I must admit, when I knew I was cooked, I was I was cheering home, uh, cheering home, uh, rock magic down the outside. I thought Noski and uh, the crew had pulled off a little bit of a sting as well. Mm. There's a bit of money around, which is very odd for an 11 year old. But um, gee whiz, he's yeah. There's still some life left in those legs, and um, yeah, watch out the Roma Cup if he draws a gate. Yeah, all goes well for the Roma Cup in next Saturday, doesn't it? This uh, this Northern Stakes field plus whoever else is is going to come into the come into the system as well. Dig deep, perhaps, Terry? Yes. Uh, Dig deep is very likely to be going that way. Um, he is um, potentially going to trial or whatnot. The, the, the main aim is, and we've been talking to the lads about having a bit of a day out at the races, um, and we're, we're probably 
going to hold our day off for the Roma Cup. Hold, hold. We're going to take a strong firm yeah. hold because um, I dare say that uh, the Roma Cup might be a little bit unwinnable because it's going to be the Northern Sprint Field plus Elite Street coming into it. So I think that'll be a bit of an ask for the champ at, uh, at Wait for Age. But the Belmont Sprint on the 29th of May is where the uh, all eyes are uh, will be on the champ. Okay. Yeah, probably be a price as well, I reckon. All right. So just grab hold. Just right, grab hold. Be grab patient. Hold, right, right at cold. Yeah, right at cold. <laughs> Uh, now, and the other, some of the other news that's been kicking around this week, Chris Parnham, what a season he has had. He made it 100 Metropolitan winners for the season uh, for 2020-2021 at Ascot yesterday. Uh, what a star, Chris Parnham. And, um, yeah, he's, he's, he's just dominant at the moment. Um, and uh, congratulations. He deserves all the success that's coming his way. He's just... He's just uh, does it in front, midfield, from behind. He's just he's just a <laughs> yes. ah, that didn't go down to it. Dearie me, oh, oh, dearie me, come on, that's good stuff. I like that. <laughs> now nah, he is Chris is Egan 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 from anywhere. He so can he's do it from anywhere. A, he's probably got an he's probably got a future in the uh, the adult entertainment industry <laughs> if uh, if he's. Uh, if his uh, <laughs> jockey career goes astray, but no, he's flying and uh, he's clearly our uh, our number two hoop or our number one for a lot of the time at the moment when W Pike is away. And um, yeah, no, he deserves uh, all the successes that are uh, that are coming his way. Speaking of W Pike, where is Willie? No, I don't know. Where is Willie? Yeah, we're, we're trying to trying to get him on, but he, it's a bit harder work than it used to be when he's jet setting around the uh, around the country. But um, yeah, now where's he off to this week, BJ? You're right. You've been on Pikey Watch. Yeah. So where's Willie? He uh, where's Willie? Where's Jeez, Willie? Jeez. <laughs> this is this is taking a real theme. This podcast, isn't it? So it was a uh, he had. A, we might have to put like a, a classification warning on yes, this one. I think. Yeah, we might get cancelled um, after an unsuccessful hit and run mission to Morverville. Last Saturday, he wasn't far away, but uh, a winner just eluded him on the day. A few place placings, um, I think it was three, three minor placings on the day. Uh, the Wizard, Sir William, he is off to the Gold Coast this Saturday, riding at the big Hollandale Stakes meeting. He's uh, got five or six rides for uh, various trainers. He is actually booked to ride one for Gay Waterhouse in, um, in one of the features. Just let me scroll down. Terry, he is riding Nothing Sweet About Me in the Gold Coast Bracelet, but that is first emergency. That is the Gay Waterhouse horse that he's been booked to ride. So that is first emergency, just uh, waiting for an opening there. But um, in the big one, in the Hollandale, he was right. He's riding 50 stars, and um, that's, a, that's a pretty good ride, $8 chance in, the, um, in that feature event of the day. So Pikey, once again, uh, South Australia last Saturday, Queensland, this Saturday, I think he's taking the family over for a bit of a bit of a well-earned holiday as well to the uh, Gold Coast theme park. So yeah, where's Willie? He's in the uh, on the Gold Coast this Saturday. Always love watching uh, watching Willie over East. Yeah, he's um, yeah. So it's just going to be fascinating to see what else unfolds for the Wizard moving forward into 2021, and uh, and whether he'll how, how much riding he'll be doing in Western Australia when things start heating up in Melbourne come uh, sort of late autumn, early spring. Big shout out to former West Australian jockey Aaron Mitchell Terry. Mm. He has uh, decided to turn his hand to jumps riding, and um, he rode a winner in his first. I don't know his first. 
jumps appearance at Warner. Oh, that was Bowl actually his first as well, was it? First ride. I saw yeah. the uh, yeah Twitter loved that, didn't they? Yeah. It was um, yeah cracking stuff to uh, and the the post race interview and um, the celebrations and the happiness. It was uh, yeah absolutely loved that. Um, I didn't realize it was actually his first, first ride either. First, so. first ride over the oh, jumps for his. For Paddy Payne, Patrick mm-hmm. Payne, who he I think he rides track work for day to day. So that yeah, horse was called Michelin, and uh, at the ball too. It wasn't like a no, uh, it's, uh, just a bat, like a scrubbers midweeker. This was, uh, was big on, time. I was on Broadway. Yeah, it was on Broadway. So Aaron Mitchell, Carrick had a plate winning jockey back in Perth, mm-hmm. back in Ballarat. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, and what a uh, what an accomplishment for him. First ride over the over the hurdles, and he salutes the gotta judge. Got to have some guts to um, to jump over the hurdles, don't you? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Guts or a little little bit of uh, madness, I think, because that's a it's a tough gig. Jumping, yeah. yes, it certainly is. Yeah, I, yeah, I wouldn't get on a horse without the jumps, let alone uh, having to go over a, uh, a ditch or two. So, uh, no, good luck to him. Hopefully, he can ride several more. What's he? What's he riding at? What weight? Yeah, it's, I'm not sure. Mid sixties, mid to high sixties, I think. Yeah. Um, just seeing if I can forge out a career, but now I'm still a 20 or so off, so <laughs> still still a way off my uh, me jumps career kicking off. Last thing before we move on to the preview, Terry noticed during the week. Yesterday, in fact, Racing Victoria announced significant changes to the minimum bet limit policy. So this is an Australian first. So prior to this announcement, in Victoria, um, I guess betting providers, they could bet any punter to win $2,000 at Metropolitan Meetings and $1,000 at other venues, but they didn't kick in till 9 o'clock on race day. But now... You can bet to win two thousand at metropolitan meetings and a thousand at other venues as soon as markets are open. So this is a big shift and a significant shift in Victoria, um, and I'm sure has been welcomed by the by the wagering public on uh, on mass. And this is a definitely a um, I don't know heading in a really really positive direction, especially with some of the changes that Betfair is implementing as well. There's a there's a lot happening on the wagering landscape to make it a um, I don't know, just a, a a a better game to to get into and a, and a fairer and yeah. and, that, and um, it's going to be interesting to see whether similar bet limits um, at uh, at the publishing of markets whether they come Devils. in. Devil's yep. advocate, Tom. Go for it. Tell, right. you, so, you know more about this than me. Let well, me know. a lot of people. I used to be pushing for this and think it was the, the way to go about things, but a lot of people will look at it um, in a way where now all the band accounts and smarty accounts are all going to be allowed to come back on um as soon as they have a bet there's very likely markets will be moved and there'll be very erratic shifting in the market so one one thing that people uh, a lot of punters and, and people that don't mind a bit of a crack have been pushing for or have mentioned and I, I really like the idea of it is this market's not coming out till the morning at 9 a.m mm. and you've got to have the full limits in which i think on the day over there is even longer okay. um have your, your proper limits and then and then it's it's free reign because i mean it's the few people that see those markets early and, and you'll notice markets in perth they go and everywhere they go crazy in the first um the first few uh first few minutes but um yeah it, it's it's a very good initiative and it, it's definitely something that needs to occur um but i think you just you'll find extremely volatile markets early um which yeah it just depends i guess a lot of people were trying to work on multiple accounts at once and trying to get their little cracks here and there and um yeah it'll be interesting do to see think, how it all works out do you think they'll they won't be putting their markets out as early as they I think are? they will be but i think certain accounts i mean 
I'm presuming there'll be some some smarties that don't have accounts, and now they suddenly have accounts. At the moment, they have a bet to win a thousand in the country. A horse will be twenties to twelves. Yeah, uh, they'll they'll go respect that money. Yeah, bang, 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 bang. So while it's really good in theory, it might be two punters getting on or a punter getting on, not yeah. um not not a plethora of punters getting on. So, but in, in saying that, I'm not having a go at it about that. That's understandable. Like you're running a business. You're like, yeah. okay, if a smarty's taking the price about it, we don't want to leave it at that price. We want to fuck it in. That's fair enough. Um. I just, I just don't see it being that big a deal. And also um, what you said before about the people getting on when the markets come out, it's almost like they need to get to a stage where everyone knows yeah, at what time the that's markets what They're, they're so, talking like 9 a.m. Like the, the theory is 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 9 a.m. Say, say for a Saturday maybe, yeah. 9 a.m. Saturday morning, off we go. Yeah, Obviously the big the issue with that is we won't have our McManus moments. You know? and that's, <laughs> that's where we're, uh, we're finding our lifestyles <laughs> all the time. What, so. will do, what will he do with himself, Brad? What would we do with ourselves? I, I'd be uh, I'd be lost without um, picking on Brad. Like last week, I did a little podcast in me um, with the dog we took down south just to um, just to pick on Brad. So we didn't actually send it out to anyone, but I felt uh, I just felt lost not being able to um, stir up Brad to uh, to some, some degree last <laughs> week. But uh, yeah, it's 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 good in theory. But um, yeah, how how it actually works, and I think you'll you'll find out. I think there'll be a lot of commentators in the industry over East that. Um, share their thoughts about how it's working and whatnot. But um, the idea of um, them coming out in the morning is, is something which I actually really quite like, to be honest so with you. So basically just going <clears> back <throat> to the future, really. Yeah, yeah. it's exactly I was going to yeah. say. Well, I think I've always said I feel like I've been born in the wrong era. Yeah. I spoke to, I think it was Pete McCormick about this a while ago, is I would have loved to have been born before love Betfair. I mean, Betfair's everything. Betfair's yeah. great. But I, I would love to be before, born before all corporates, Betfair, computer betting, online betting. Of course. Just lo- I would have loved it. Yeah. Absolutely loved it. Imagine you can't get a bet on until the prices have got 30 minutes for a race and mm. you're down there on the track with your little your little pocket of cash and uh, running around. you got a few bowl. I just – got a few runners between the different bookies. It, um, would, it would be uh, oh, I just, exciting. And I, I would have been a bookmaker, I reckon. I reckon the path I would have gone down is I would have 100% wanted to be a bookmaker. But, um, yeah, it's – it's difficult to have the same um oh, it's sort of the same uh what's the word i'm after it's a bit of a there's something very unique and, and the mccormick's will understand this when people have a bet with them it's, it's different betting with a bookmaker on track betting with a real person rather than betting with a computer screen and um yeah that's been lost a li- um, understandably it's been it's been lost a little bit but yeah um, we spoke geez, about we that spoke anyway. about that last week actually about why the McCormicks are getting back into the encore stuff and um and what they have to get out get out of it and i guess i asked what sort of things can be put in place to, I don't know, re-energize or rejuvenate on course the, 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 the ring betting. But the facts are that we just need to get people back on back to the yeah. track uh, on, on mass. And uh, I love what Pete and Scotty were doing with um, popping up, I can't remember what it was, two bucks clairvoyance or whatever, yeah. pre-race and this and that. And um, yeah, it's really bold stuff to do that and say get in. And it's also really like, I, I they're not going to get it, but that type of stuff should be really promoted by Perth. Perth Racing should come on board and say, guys, you, you, you're helping us get people there. Potentially, you might get an extra five punters to the track. So I'm like, oh, geez, I can go down and have me a few hundred bucks on clairvoyance and pay for me day if I get there earlier, you yeah. know? So um, what they're doing is really helping Perth Racing too. And I hope someone from Perth Racing can recognise that their, their contribution to the industry, because I know... Um, Pete had a few issues last year and yeah it needs to be understood how much they are doing for Perth racing and, and sort of the, the few extra participants they might get to the track themselves well we need innovation across the board and we, we need we need people that care and that have WA racing at heart to 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 lift us to be, be better across the board mm. that goes for all all stakeholders you know and uh you know like you, it's it's hard when you see record um turnover on in the east coast and 
these, um, I don't know, like the success of things like the Everest and the All Star mm-hmm. Mile and Which all Everest? this sort of, all this sort of stuff. The Riley Morgan Everest, yeah. Probably, yeah. <laughs> you know, but like, what of what? What 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 innovation is what initiatives have been brought in in West Australia that have got you really excited lately, Terry? There's, we've we've just been. What was the last big announcement that you thought, fuck, how good's that? You know what I mean? Mm. And like like we're we're heading in a really positive direction. That's what we need. We need a real shot in the arm with some sort of investment from whether it's facilities wise, whether it's uh, like on racing wise or programming wise something just to just to give us that north star that yeah we're actually heading in a really really Mm -hmm. positive direction and give people something to be really enthusiastic about so um yeah that remains to be seen hopefully in 2021 we can uh something can roll out where we can sink our teeth into it and think yeah like this is cool couldn't agree more Let's get cracking on Eurythmic Stakes Day, Terry. Uh, it's time to partner with Betfair and preview Eurythmic Stakes Day. BJ Ryan, Terry Layton, we are recording the 1-1, your West Australian racing podcast. It's 11.30am, Thursday, the 6th of May. Pinjara is racing today, not to be confused with Pinjara Scarpside. This is original, original Pinjara racing this afternoon. Albany on Friday, which is tomorrow. Eurythmic Stakes Day at Ascot, and it's Carnarvon's very first meeting of the season. That's Saturday, and uh, we're off to the Goldfields, Guru. Standalone, our first one. Goldfields on Sunday. I haven't followed the Goldfields closely so far this year, so I've actually designated Friday for about a 10-hour block to go through all replays. and um, 10 hours. Dinkum. I love Kalgoorlie is my bread and butter track. If there's one track you could choose to uh, – you said Scotty Emery's is Carnarvon. It's just, it's just Kalgoorlie, and it has been for – for a while, I just uh, love love punting in the goldfields on a Sunday. Nothing like it, BJ. Nothing like it. But uh, stay tuned throughout the show for info on how you can enter the Mundaring Hotel's WA Racing Mastermind and the Market City Meets Get Out Stakes competitions. Jeez, I've made a mouthful of that, haven't I? Probably because I'm so first, excited. First up. Yeah, I'm first up. First you up. Usually I go well first up from a small <laughs> penis. Um, but I am a bit excited, BJ. Um, we, have, uh, we haven't got a guest on today. Uh, first week back, thought we'd ease into it. And just, you know, give me as much hair time as possible <laughs> after I wake up. Um, but next week, um, and it couldn't be any more fitting, heading into the Roma Cup, we have the co-trainer of, uh, of Rock Magic, who uh, looks to have come back in unbelievable. Nick Michael, Jan Jimmy, the situation, uh, will be our guest <laughs> on next week's show. And he is an absolute character, Michael. Um, it's just been confirmed. So, um, yeah, very excited about um, getting him on the blower and, um, yeah, having a bit of a chat about his, uh, his past in the game, his future in the game, and, um, yeah, and what's to come for uh well we probably know what's to come for the chant rock magic but just uh exactly how well he's ticking over before what's probably going to be his grand final next week i'd say i think i was at the races the one was it ascot one year when rock magic won the roma cup william piker it, i'm pretty sure and uh mate that that place is, the 15, is that it's opening at belmont the 15th no it's it's the roma cup is at ascot it's, it's, at ascot. A, it's the opening last. at belmont's the 22nd yeah. sorry yeah, yeah. I'm sorry yeah uh, I'll tell you what, the, the Ganjimis, they, they lifted the, uh, the roof off the grandstand that day. It was, mm. it was, it was great stuff. It was good, it's good, just good to see how, how they love winning and how excited they get. You know, it just, it just brings so much atmosphere to the track. It's well, I, one, of my, my, one of my biggest wins, well, comparatively at the time, was before I was even uh, sort of doing this um, as regular as I am now, and it was, and he was still going around. Like you just think, he how long Rock Magic has been around. It was about seven years ago, um, 
Oh, I can't. I can't remember the race now. But uh, yeah, just 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 the longevity in a horse. Might have been the Bofine. That was his first big win. Yeah, I can't remember exactly. Yeah. It was it was a long, long time ago. Yeah. But you just, um, yeah, you just you just dream about owning a horse like uh, Rock Magic, don't you? Just um, yeah, just to have seven years of fun and seven years of of, of profitability and the, the trips they've had over east. I mean, they've never won um, a big one over there. But um, geez, they've run some. They've run some big races. A horse of a lifetime, so, really. Yeah, yeah. Certainly is. So, looking forward to Michael, Jan, Jimmy next week. BJ. Okay, let's get cracking on this preview, Terry. Uh, it's been a heap of rain around this week in Perth. Mm-hmm. I think uh, prior to yesterday's midweek Ascot meeting, I think they had seventy-one mil. Is that right? Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah. Not so sure. it was a heavy eight yesterday. Uh, I don't think. The, I don't came... think the track played too badly. Actually, what do you think? I thought I think the track's cooked. Um, sorry, so completely. Uh, uh, I, I just the inside pad, like race one, you're going right. Um, oh, sorry. The, yeah, the inside was. Oh, that's, yeah. that's what I, yeah. I hate that type of yeah. stuff. Though straight away, it's like any pre-posters you've had on a horse drawn inside, you're, you're in a bit of trouble. Um, but um, yeah, I, I thought after that it, it played okay. Once you, did, you, just thought, had to, you just had sorry. to understand how it was playing. That was I all. should have said the form seemed to help hold up all right, but it, it, was, it wasn't. Couple, there was a couple of pretty disappointing performances, whether they were the horse or whether they were track-related. You'll have to decide yourself for the next starts. Horses like Empire Rain. Yeah. Um, yes. Who else? I mean, in, in the first, um, seeing enticing come from last down the centre of the track while you, on the surface. They might have gone really hard. I mean, Miami City and Bread to Flirt looked to get every sort of conceivable leaders back and then the breeze. Um, if you thought if Celebrity Man was going to get beaten, they were the, the two to do it. So interesting race. It's a really good one when you do your um, replays, though, BJ, just to um, – yeah, it's, it's hard to explain how much forgiveness you need to give to those on the pegs. Like Horses in the last, Trade Thunder and Harder Kerr, um, especially Trade Thunder. Going, um, going back inside. Well, going back inside is – that's just not respect. I, I just – probably. Don't, we don't want to get upset at the hopes or whatnot, but um, going back, I just think you're not respecting track conditions yeah. enough and you're almost like it's almost a bit of an arrogant move. Like, oh, no, I'm just going to go. You just have to avoid it at all. You can't win a race there unless unless your horse is six lengths better than them. You can't win a race there. I spoke to Lockie yesterday, Lockie Taylor, and he said outside's at least five better. Mm. And I reckon that's minimum. That's bare minimum. So yesterday was the rail was out 12. Was it 12 or 11 yesterday? 12, it says here. Okay, 12 yesterday. So this is this is a good segue into this meeting, and I'm, I, I don't know how to answer this. And um, to be honest, I think the, the guru in this area is, is Scotty Embry. He's a really good judge of, um, of, of track pattern and, and the way he goes about it and the way he records his data and something I'm, I'm always looking to improve on. Um, but it's at nine metres on Saturday, BJ. The rain's been around. The rain should cease, I think, by about midnight tonight-ish type thing. I think there's a big storm on its way. This is Another one. In sure. saying that, it's meant to be pouring now. So um, we'll have to watch and see. There's not going to be as much rain as as we forecast. But um, I think it'll be a soft five, soft six. They raced at the 12, and that, that pad was cooked um, on uh, Wednesday. So are we thinking a few horses off the fence here? Is going to be bad. Are we thinking we want to get seven horses off the fence? Are we thinking we're going to be hard on the fence at the nine metres? So we've got that three metre gap between yes. the nine and the twelve. Yep. So that fresh, freshest pattern. <clears throat> this is this is where yeah you can you can um, overthink things at times. Yep. But um, yeah, it, it's going to be very interesting. Um, what part of the surface is good? What's bad? Uh, I don't I don't really have a strong opinion to be honest with you. Um, they haven't used the nine to twelve, so you've got to think those three meters should be better. Um, and yeah, they've got to be right inside or right outside. Part. One or the other. Yeah, I, th- I think that's that's going to be the case. But in saying that, I'm <clears throat> at the nine meters. It tends to play really fairly, and 
I think rather than trying to say, okay, I'm going to try and avoid horses in lanes three to seven, like that's how you're just going to yeah. mentally cook yourself. Yeah. So I'm just allowing for a fair track. Good. Um, very plain and simply. Soft five, soft six, you agree? Uh, maybe. Yeah, maybe seven, eight. I was sort of you thinking. You seven, eight. Yeah, especially okay. if that front comes through tonight. Yeah. It just hasn't had enough chance to, to dry out. To dry Depends out. how much sun comes out yeah. tomorrow, Saturday morning. Yeah. Um, soft six, I think. Soft six, six. soft seven. Yeah. That, that's probably where we'll, we'll stick on here. But um, 71, yeah, 71 mil in 24 hours they got prior to yeah. prior to Wednesday's meeting. So that's significant. It was. Um, it certainly was significant. Um, so, yeah, mate, like, we'll, uh, as we always say, it's that that um the patterns will emerge you know races yep. one two three and four and <clears throat> you know it is a great day and we're not trying to pump betfair up here um it's a great day to bet this let's pump let's pump that's oh, it's just it's just such a good day to bet late um it's patterns will develop like if you've yeah in saying that there's a couple yesterday big money mccanto despite drawing one i yeah. found that really interesting and i also found the and i'll be honest with you i, I i'd taken the 460 playing red as well he's playing red one yeah or <laughs> surely I'm 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 a little bit different of the opinion. I thought Chris Parnham gave that a ten out of ten. Um, I thought the horse, Adam said himself, was one hundred percent fit. Um, so I thought holding it up and and as long as he did, I thought that was the right move actually. Um, and I I've done my ass in the race, so I'm talking with um, an empty pocket. Um, but I know a lot of people disagree with me that, that he should have got going earlier. But um, I thought I had a chance to win the race. To be honest with you. Um, but yeah, I um, where was I going? I've lost my train of thought. You were saying about Macanto for yeah, wine, money, sometimes yeah. the money. But yeah, yep. there is the good op- There is real good opportunities. It might prove that the rail on the inside pad's red hot, and you want to be leading yeah. at the nine meters. Um, it could also prove that the rail is dead cold, and you want to be out nice and wide, and you can sort of bet accordingly. So um, unless you really think you're getting a really good price early, it's a great day to bet late. I think, especially where? in the latter races. Where, where are they betting late, Terry? Betfair.com.au. Betfair Exchange. Betfair Exchange, yeah. exactly right. Anyway, race one, BJ, nine metres. The entirety, the Morley Growers Market. Disappointing we don't get to kick off um, and badmouth a maiden this week. But um, if you're going to start with a six-horse field, this is an absolute cracking um, six-horse field. How is this only attracted six runners? It's crazy. I'm not it's... I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I um, Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. It's... Uh, in all fairness, a few of these might have scared a couple of the others off. Uh, there's a few really nicely placed runners here, and um, I think opinions will be pretty divided. But from a speed map point of view, Cockney Crew um, will was, find. There the was thir- sorry, there was 13 nominations. For yeah, I thought there yeah. were a lot because I was looking at it initially, thinking, "Geez, I wonder if Kieran's picked a race." Because I thought he might have gone to the feature because Cockney Crew would have let on its ear in yeah. the feature because it's quicker than Trap for Fools in the first 100 metres. Mm. Um, but he's made the right decision for me because initially there was Saucy Jack and there was one other one, BJ. Um, uh, Billy Ainsley was nominated for this race was, as well, and there was one other nommed as well, which I thought might have taken him on for the front. But they're not here. Kieran gets a soft lead, I think, on Cockney Curry. I think um, Jared Noski and Keshaw do run. Very dynamite combo on Karanis will be happy to park or just pop out to the breeze. Mm-hmm. Um, they won't be trying to hold out um, Cockney Crew. Um, that won't be their thought process. That probably leaves no apology for me from six rolling across to the 1-1 one, one because you've got your Dream and Torius one and Beret who are all pretty slowly away. So um, no apology. I think they can actually pick the back they want, whether it's Cockney Crew or... Um, 
or Karanis, if Karanis does pop out. If Karanis doesn't pop out, no apology could be left in the breeze. breeze. Yeah. Or even, it sounds funny, it could get three back the fence from the widest gate because that's how the race could end up. Single the file other, maybe. Yeah, yeah. it's not impossible. This is a single file race. Mm. So interesting in that sense. And the map will will tell a story, but um, not a race I have a hugely strong opinion on. I had a little bit of Brad's four bucks beret this morning. Just impossible to miss that run last start. Um, not entitled to let down like she did from dead last. Drops to Lactar's minimum um, here. Um, and, and she's going to be murdering the line. But, um, geez, she's been a, um, a bit of a costly horse to follow for punters over the journey, BJ. Yeah, should have won last Saturday. Should have won yeah. last Saturday, yeah. And you just think the smaller field. It, it does make – and you, I often say as well, in the smaller field, they go a bit slower, but yeah. I don't think Cockney Crew will go that slowly. No. Um, look, I, I went into this race expecting to find Cockney Crew and wanting to find Cockney Crew, and I've only had a, an absolutely tiny bet, Beret, and I, I doubt I'll have another investment on the race. Um but I, I just, I, I'm just not certain if Cockney Crew has come back quite as well. Um, this is the race we'll find out. 57 and a half, down in class and down in weight. Leads, Christi, on, his, leads on its ear. Leads on its ear. Christy Bennett and Jamie North. For me, if either are leading, I don't care who it is. Mm -hmm. So you're getting the three kilos for nothing. Drops the two points from its last starts. You're actually down four kilos in that sense. Um, and, and leads on its ear. Um, yeah, it, it's if you go back two starts ago, carried 61 and a half and was only beaten um, a length. That's funny as Mackenzie Brook, you know, in a probably a um, Friar esque third Friar esque, yeah, yeah, in that race. That's with 61 and a half. Mm. So, yeah, I, I think Cockney Crew will be in front for a long way, and it wouldn't surprise me, BJ, if um, it actually makes a mess of him here. I just, I just lack in trust at the moment. That's yeah. that's my only issue. So, yeah. um, no apology. The uh, the other winning chance in my mind um, in a, in a race you can make a case for all six really. Yeah, I, I uh, when I first started working on this race, I really desperately wanted to find Cockney Crew. Just stood out, and then just started went back and watched his last run. He was second up. Was a pretty high pressure Diggers Cup where they sort of scooted along over the 1,800 metres and wasn't able to find the rail in front. That's funny as Laird and Cockney Crew came across from nine and uh, breezed. So- uh, You just worried that how early he was kneeled at? A little bit, that yeah. Was mine. That was mine. And also like this horse has been through a lot. Mm. It's been through a lot. And these, these those um, setbacks and niggles, they, they, take, they take their toll over time, especially with big strong horses like Cockney Crew. So I'm with you. I just want to see him. He, he could destroy these at his best, but I just want to see him do it, which is why I went for no apology. This horse is, is in career best form now. He's really starting to come into it. He's only he's he's a four year old, but and his record isn't great. But I feel as though his runs, his prep have been super. Uh, that that win that Romoli just pulled a rabbit out of the hat and somehow managed to knock off Karanis three starts ago was, was do crazy. Know, do you know what he gets on Karanis for beating him as well? Was that how four, four and a half. Yeah. And then that then two starts ago, Ascot 1800 metres was three wide no cover where they ran 149 in a race won by Black Shadow. And it was three wide no cover. Still coming. Still coming late was beaten two and a half on the line. That was that was a big run. And then and then just couldn't quite uh, reel in Tin Snip, who was just that race set up so well for Tin Snip, horse in form, class class horse. He ran ran Tin Snip to a length. Yeah, that was a pretty fast mile uh, two weeks ago as well. If no apology, if Cockney Crew rolls along, no apology gets a little bit of cover. I think he's the only horse that um, could get it, can get over the top of Cockney Crew. Not Beret? I don't think so. 
No. Really, with the fifty-two and a half. Yeah, I just 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 wonder. I just wonder whether Barrow will be able to be as strong at the finish if um, if Cockney Crew rolls them. So it, it is all yeah. about running in um, luck in running, isn't it? I think because of the lack of pressure, they they surely will won't have to go. They could probably just go steady on Cockney Crew. Yeah, and then ramp, um, ramp things up. Yeah, but you're exactly right. It's, it'll be interesting who gets the cart. And if, if, do they try and pop Barrow out and get the back of Karanis in the yeah. breeze? And um, yeah, in a small field like this, so much of it comes down to, to luck and, and how um, and how they run. But um, I'm sure even Karanis, even with it, it does have negative weight swings on both Barrow and no apology, but it's pretty hard to knock a horse that goes forward with 51 kilos, isn't it? And, yeah. um, and makes uh, makes his own luck. So, And yeah, and even... Like the six horses we've spoken about, just about all of them, even Notorious One, that was a complete forgive run the other day. And to be beaten, uh, to finish as close as it did under the circumstances that it faced was was crazy. So, But for me, I just thought that No Apology is rock hard, racing really well, has some good strong form lines, drops uh, to the minimum, exactly on the 72 minimum. It's uh, handicappers rating. And I think he's the one that's going to take it up to Cockney Crew for mine. So I was no apology on top. Looking for about $4, Guru. Yep. Yeah, that's, uh, I think that's a fair assessment. It's, uh, yeah, good race. In my notes, I've said this is more than likely just a good race to watch, to be honest. Yep. I, don't, I don't know if I'm going to get the price for any of them. But, um, yeah, again, good luck to Kieran and Cockney Crew. Um, it'd be lovely to see uh, from a neutral perspective uh, him finish the campaign on a high because he's, he's one of our horses, I think, that's got some real big upside if we get him back to his best. You get him right. Yeah, exactly. Race two, Tab Touch, West Speed, Platinum Handicap. Over the 1,400 metres, we're coming off the, the, the final of the West Speed Platinum Autumn series last Saturday and we're we're moving into another platinum handicap this Saturday. Some of those horses are on the quick backup. They include Fiery Water, Lock Her In and Petit La Femme, who is flying for Chris Willis. I can't believe this horse is a 19 start maiden. It's what? wild. Uh, what, what, what are they doing though? Like, why not just go to a maiden? I don't know. Is there a thought process about weight? They want to carry the 54. They think she doesn't handle the extra couple of kilos. It, it's, 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 yeah, it's very, very odd. Like, good on her. Like, she just ran fourth in a $100,000 race last week. That's, um, that's nothing to sneeze at. But, um, yeah, she could go on in, in this period. The, the, her last five runs, if she went maiden class one, class three, she's probably won three of her last five with those type of runs. By You know what I mean? By I'd love to ask him. Runs. I'd love so, to ask him what yeah, the strategy it might, is. Maybe just the owner wants to go on a bit of fun on Saturdays or whatnot. But, um, yeah, interestingly placed that um, she's the horse in this market you look at and you go, she's basically equal second favourite at the moment. And that's why you just go, well, I have to backbone to try it. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, she's the equal second favourite. I mean, dearie, dearie. Stands dearie. out like a proverbial. Oh, it does. Yeah, again, the, the price isn't there. Again, well, I've got to make sure I get stuck into Brad as much as possible here. But he went up 290 this morning, which I think would have been a lovely price to get completely set at. But Was, um, that, was that half a moment? That was half. No, that's a moment. It's I a think. moment? Yeah, it's, oh, three quarters. Three quarters. Yeah, it's a it's a McManus moment, a three quarters moment. But um, no, in, in his defence, I I shuffled um, her in from two fifty to two ten. I think late in was my that your market. last last roll? Ro- 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 I had fiery ro- water a lot closer in the market. Um, I, fiery water is a complete complete forgive last start, like I was talking about beforehand. Forget any of those on speed. Don't yeah. need to watch it. But if you go back through fiery water's wins, they're all and when. He's led on one. They're all just, you know, he just gets there. He beats horses that haven't franked it. He's pulled up mildly lame as well. So I'm surprised yep. it's backing up. 
Yeah, it is an uh, interesting, um, interesting. That's one in that fi- sense. fiery water we're talking yep. about. Yeah, but you wouldn't. Um, yeah, you wouldn't. Uh, if he is backing up, he does go around. You definitely would wouldn't write off the uh, Durant camp having him hundred percent. But yep. um, he's got the fifty nine as well, which doesn't don't know if that's weight earned all that uh, much. But mm. the main reason is this has been dropped from a sixty down to a fifty six plus. That's so an extra two kilos for everyone. But born to try his first that run for Lindsay Smith off the forty days, roughly forty fifty days. It was last time forty days, I think. Uh, it, it would have won the race on a cold Pinjarra rail. Um, it would have won this race quite comfortably. Um, the one thing born, born to try as punters, we, we sort of lost faith in um, in her reliability under Ross Price. Um, briefly, briefly. Yeah, Ross she Price. was she was super, and the next start didn't turn up type mm. of thing. So always runs really nice races, fresh. Uh, the sixty odd days, fourteen hundred. That's something I'm usually a bit concerned about, but not with Lindsay Smith, um, and not with this horse. I think from five, she. Maybe you can land three pairs back and um, look as long as um, yeah, as long as fiery water or, or Audi La, who was an ab- you can't miss that trial of yeah. Audi La. So Audi La at her her or his BJ his at his last uh, seven eight starts, beaten home seven runners, right? Been beaten about fourteen thousand lengths in total. <laughs> Has dropped from a, a seventy a conservative four. Oh, just like not even getting close to him. Yeah. Um, dropped from a seventy four to a sixty three rate, which is amazing. That's yeah. five and a half kilos. Um, yeah, at his, at his best, lands in the breeze here, or even presses on and takes it up, and they probably don't catch him. Mm. Um, to be honest with you, he's competitive in seventy two pluses against horses like Yeah Darty. But um, geez, a lot of a lot of trust. But that made uh, that trial. Sorry, was the first time that um, he's shown anything at any stage. So maybe they have him right now. Maybe they have him happy again. And um, yeah, he's um, he's your fly on the ointment horse for me. Um, if you're looking for something with a, a bit of value each way, but um, yeah, I think Born to Try will um, make a mess of them. I'm two ten Born to Try. I'm nine dollars Aldi last. So if you are looking for an each way bet, fifteen sixteen bucks, it's probably not um, probably not the worst thing. But uh, look, current prices. It won't be a bet for me, unfortunately. Bet fair, maybe, hopefully. Okay. I was, in fairness to our man Brad McManus, I was 250 born okay. to try. So it's about 235 at the moment. Um, but yeah, she stands out for me. The uh, her, her, her first up record reads three starts, zero, one, one. But really, she probably could have won all three of those races. Like they were, they were all super. And that fresh run for yeah. Lindsay Smith isn't counted as a first uh, run. Yeah. And around fourth actually then yeah. as well. So yeah, exactly right. So, and then sort of in that, and really should have won her last three starts. Ran into a flying some sort in one of those as well from memory. So yeah, and then sort of just got swooped on by Chicklet one day at Bunbury. Born to try and then kicked back to run it to a head. Then it won at Ascot. That and then, run, it ran, then it ran into a reliable star at over 2,000 at Bunbury on Bunbury Cup. It went huge over yeah. there. Yeah. That, that run against Chicklet was its best run last campaign. Yeah. He went forward. It had, and then it was back to, uh, it was, it had no right to show any ticker at all and be in that finish. Um, yeah. and, and I know Chicklet trained off probably last star, but Chicklet's a pretty good horse and especially a good horse fresh. So, and it was set up for Chicklet that day. Yeah, so, 100% so it was. Born to try stands out as the winner for me. Terry made a good case for LD. I didn't actually recognize how far this horse has slipped in the handicappers rating. That's a good pickup, Terry, because you're right. He's won six races, LD La. So, um, and that, that, Jade goes well. And that trial was, was – I thought the horse that could be the shock treatment, fly in the ointment, as Terry said, could be lock her in. I didn't actually mind its run in the West Speed final the other day. Sort of went forward, got bottled up, ended up getting pushed all the way back to, you know, I think it says here on the – in the form 11th, but it was 11th 
with nowhere to go and then sort of had to weave out into space and then went to the line almost as well as anything, I feel. Chloe Azapati has won on this horse twice. Suited smaller field, can roll forward uh, on the quick backer. I wouldn't be surprised if Locker in runs a cheeky race as well. That type of race, isn't it? And yep. Just a note, um, Racebook says bar plates are on hip wiggle. Bar plates are not on hip wiggle. Um, they're Michael, not. No, they're not. Announcement this morning. Michael Grantham is a trainer to follow. He's a genuine gun, but um, it's a difference between getting him to improve from certain trainers to him, but getting one to improve from Danny Morton will be uh, will be his biggest test to date. So um, can't have hip wiggle just yet, but uh, watch him, follow him, and when he takes on a horse – for its uh, look at Captain Chaos, look at even top trade, what he's done from Neville Parnham, couldn't get that to win a race at Narragin, and mm. he's, he's, he's got it to win a few. So um, follow Michael Grantham, BJ. Very good. Race three, happy 70th Terry Brennan play. It's a two-hour race for the 11, over the 1,100 metres. Neville Parnham holds the aces, doesn't he? Flying Missile versus Ultimate Command. I think these two fillers have raced against each other four or five times already in their careers. And... Uh, I think flying missile has the edge, and that's a fair enough statement. However, Terry, do the markets reflect the the the, the size of the edge and the the gap between the two fillies? I think the markets are probably a little bit skewed. If the one that you've got to remember is when you win a two-year-old race, you don't get penalised for um, yep. the full whack in in the weights. So There's only uh, only meets. Ultimate command, despite running second flying, it's only the one kilo. I said the one and a half. It's not a. Now I say it out loud. It's not that big a deal actually. Yeah. But um, look, the the barrier draw is pretty uh, crucial for ultimate command as well. Means we'll be able to, to lead and flying missile will have to breeze again. Um, there was 0.7 between them last start. It's there's not much in it. It's just sort of an on the day thing. If something goes a little bit wrong or right or whatnot, but this isn't a race I went deep into knowing that. I wasn't. I was not going to like anything else. I think Written Exceed was given that last start. That that win under William Park. I think it was a uh, yeah. It was a little bit of a. Uh, it was a little bit of a gift. Christmas. Christmas came early for the Trevor Andrews yard. Um, Estrape, I think, could end up being the best horse in this yeah, race. Yeah, I agree. But from barrier nine, it's going to need a steer and a half and. It's just hard to to back a horse from nine who might get back against some really strong leaders. And then eight and other man looked to have its chance against him last start. So oh, eight and other man was disappointing last start. Very disappointing. Yeah. It's one if you can forgive it, the $14 yeah. each way. Is it probably I mean if, if the stable again the, we the, the, the SP turnaround is significant, isn't it? It, it is. Yeah. That's that's extreme. That's bang on. That's yeah. that's um yeah, that's absolutely bang on. But um no, the money came strong flying missile last start, and Neville Parnham's always been big on the horse. So yeah. I, I think flying missile will win, but I think the gap between it and ultimate command in the price is wrong. And um look if you're like man, you're just a purely a price punter, you can see a reason to have a spec on ultimate command at six, seven, eight bucks type yeah. thing. Um I, I was I did this race market wise, I was two twenty five flying missile, four fifty ultimate yep. command. Now, whether or not it would have been interesting to see if this race was over a thousand, whether Ultimate Command could turn the tables. The eleven hundred probably suits Flying Missile a touch more at this stage. I think Flying Missile's a touch stronger, but she's still got a breeze again, and um, and uh, it's hard, it's hard winning from the breeze. So she she did it well exactly the other right. day. Can she do it again? Uh, also coming off that Karakata, both coming off Karakata Plate run. So and she's a two year old that's been up for over two months now as well. She good trialed, filly, trialed on the fifteenth yeah. of March. So yeah, they've been up for us. Uh, so those Ultimate Commands so they've been up for yeah. a while. So uh, good race to to steer clear. I just have a little spec on Ultimate Command. Do I? Probably should be a touch closer in the market. Yeah, I'm with you. I think Estrape is a horse of the future. But for me, it's flying missile ultimate command. They're going to dominate the speed map. They're going to dominate the market. And they're just going to dominate the race. I agree. 
race four, Amelia Park handicap, 1,200 metres. Uh, I said in my preview, the leg up, that uh, I've really been enjoying these three-year-old contests, these handicaps mm. on a Saturday recently. And even though there's only eight runners, potentially seven, we'll talk about that, um, with McCanto, who went around at Ascot yesterday. But uh, it's attracted just another another good lineup, and uh, it's a bit of a fascination, this race. Yeah, I can't. Uh, I don't think it's. I don't think you can put a line through any of the uh, the eight really. Uh, McCanto raced on Wednesday on a on a bog, so I'd be surprised if they're going to back up a young horse with talent off three days over the twelve hundred BJ. But um, oh, geez, throw a throw a blanket over him. Throw a blanket over him. What was your market? Uh, I well. I think the big thing in my market is probably looking at the other end. Yep. Uh, so I had Shan Talk um, and Eliminate as your longest price runners in the race. Shan Talk, I still think Shan Talk's probably the best horse in this race, um, p- potentially the best horse in this race. 60 and a half, I've got Shan Talk probably parking deep. And then the blinkers going on now. Maybe that's uh, a little bit of a, an ace up Russell Stewart's sleeve, but he, she never wore the blinkers last campaign when she was dominating. Yeah. So I, I did, and I thought her first start run was so big. I, I, I don't see the need to mix things up and Can change I, it up okay, a little bit. I've got a question for you. Mm. Do you think she was half slow away for Vic Corver first up that it's, oh, hang on, she was half slow away. She was that, very slowly away. Let's, let's whack the blinkers on just to get the, you know, that sharpness. But I don't know, it feels like, it feels like a bit of a reach to me. I don't, I don't, I don't think this is the race that the blinkers were necessary. It's almost like just hold your fire, wait till she draws low in a winnable race, whack the blinkers on if you have to and go bang. Well, you know, significant gear changes get me sometimes when there's other reasons for the horse's mm. failure. I mean, that that run was as good as you could have asked for. Yeah. Like, it was better than what you could have asked for after missing the kick. And you've yep. got a filly who's proven without the shades on. Sort of like, um, what was the horse the other day? Big Screen. So mm. Big Screen's come out, um, shades on at the 1,500 metres, brain them, got to the top, won a maiden easily. Yep. Okay, BG Force, won a maiden easily. Then came out um, next start. I think they went 10 lengths above bench, uh, had to cross from a widest gate, carried more weight in a harder field, just entitled to yeah. give it up, you know. So they ripped the shades off at its next start, mm. thinking that was the issue. Yeah. The, the issue was that the race setup was just wrong for it and it had to be ridden in a certain way. So I just think the overreactions to things like that are just – yeah, I, I don't. I, I never get it. I never completely understand it. But yeah, the um, my, but this blinkers going on can be a more positive move at times. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just there's there's a lot of negatives there for Shantor. I don't think Jared Jared Noski. I was saying to you before. I think Jared Noski's riding really well at the moment for his limited rides he's having. But I don't think he's ridden a winner for about a year now. Um, so it's always hard to to trust someone that isn't riding as much um, as he, as he once was. But um, yeah, Shantalk is is probably the lay, and that, that's probably the biggest standout for me in the current markets. Well, how how can you find a way to get her to win with sixty and a half from seven in a race? Six. With- let's put her. Let's put her in six. Let's say McCanto's coming out. Okay. So let's jump her in six. I've got first law in the one one. Yeah, um, I've, got, I've got Fanta leading. Shantalk, Breeze, How's the Serenity and... Fanta getting across the Berg? Yep. I've thought it's one or the other. If Fanta yep. gets across the Berg, the race is over, yep. I think. Um, I think I thought Berg would kick up with a 51. Yeah, maybe. Half. I didn't think the Captain Burglar began all that no. well the other day, but he sort of mustered. Mm-hmm. So. And Fanta. But if you go through Fanta's history, and I don't completely understand it, um, they have always wanted to try and sit, mm. uh, ended up leading the Faritha. Um, but if you watch the other runs, they're pretty keen to take a hole and not not go to the top. So 
Jeez, I, one of my big rules is Justin Warwick horses down in journey. I hate it. I hate when they go down. But this is a different setup. This isn't one that's going to be going up to you. Well, in the short term, going to be going up to a, a proper journey. But um, I, 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 I don't know. I, I think a lot of these are good horses, but maybe they're not as good as we think. I, I'm probably judging First Law on that second to kiss on all four cheeks. Um, I think First Law goes well, but it might not be quite as good as we thought. She's a charmer. Might not be as good as we thought either. I, I think she was good first up when running fifth or sixth, um, five or six, but. Um, and you've got to get, then I go back to the run behind where she had the back of Toscana mm. and couldn't get past. That was a little bit disappointing, wasn't it? End, of prep, end of prep run, maybe. Could, could have been an end of prep run, but maybe there was an entitlement. I know they walked first up, entitlement to do a tiny bit more. Um, and then you've got House of Serenity, who I think that was a, a really, really poor ride um, from Peter Nucky last start. Leader bias track, jump first, you're on the dollar sixty pop and you're a strain. You then let the four kilo kid level up with you and then you ask for your effort um, against the horse who's dropped weight. I just think that was just a not understanding the conditions for an experienced jockey type of ride. Um, and I was just, yeah, it's difficult to to, to understand the thought process on a, on a leader by day. If you're going to jump first, and, did and they, get, go ten, uh, they did get ten, did legs. he get a bit stitched up though with the no. some the horse that led? Oh, ended I, I thought ended a up protest. Had, yeah, it should have been a protest. No, no, the the horse that led ended up handing up to Chicks Chatter, didn't? It? And then it, it left Houses Serenity in the breeze. Wasn't he going to get one one until? Ah, uh, geez, now you're making me doubt myself. I thought he was one one. I thought he was he was one one earlier than they he ended up getting left breezing and then Travello ended up following Houses Serenity. Not not saying that he shouldn't shouldn't have led or shouldn't have not led, but I feel as though he probably thought he was gonna get the one one and then he got exposed. Oh he had sorry, he had cover he had cover till the seven. What what yeah. what led and grabbed hold? Chicks chatter. Oh Bozoom. Bozoom, that's right. That was yeah. a shock. But even the even then, yeah. Yeah, I even then I wouldn't have, yeah. Um, but the, but you, you're saying the race was won and lost at the start when you could have when you could have led. Yeah, you should yeah. just let it roll yeah. to the top. I, gotcha. think I think they've gone severe, gone very um, yeah a fair way below benchmark. And um, yeah, that that's just my opinion. I, you'd like to see an aggressive ride when you can tell that they're they're not um, they're not exactly motoring along, and you know how the track's playing. And horses on speed were suited massively that day. So anyway, how's the serenity? I don't think you can judge it on that run. More judge it on the run versus Captain Chaos. It's going to grab the back of either Captain Berg or Fanta. Um, or it could end up if, if could end up three back the fence if they both cross, but I don't think that will um, occur. Um, she's a charmer. Where have you got it? Three back, one three off. Back. Yeah, maybe three the fence. Yeah, yeah, in a little. That's a. It's going to need a little bit of luck from there, but um, that might be the way to ride a horse like this. Perhaps. Yeah, um, a bit a bit of a cup night feel about it, BJ. But uh, look, it wouldn't surprise me if any of these runners, uh, even though I've got Shantel at that price and I won't be near it, it wouldn't surprise me if, if Jared Noski pulls out a gem and um, and they can win on it. But uh, look, I yeah, just a slight lean to Fanta and Captain Burglar's come up above my price as well with the 51 and a half. Don't think it's got the class, but um, geez, if this was at 1400, I'd be super, super keen Fanta. Fanta would be almost immoral for me if it was 1400. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's the 1200, which is, is the major issue. But I only got the 1200, BJ. Who did Fanta knock off? Uh, it's Dom to shoot. Dom to shoot. Yeah, exactly right. So. Uh, Fanta was leaders back. She's got to you the other day. That, they ran 122 for the 1400 after going like well above benchmark mm -hmm. early. And uh, Divine Pair was breezing that day, and yeah. it. it it come out yesterday and whacked him. It did. Whacked well. Sun Sun and yeah. uh, time scale. Time scale yeah. was gone very, very early. So, so yeah. that to Divine Pairs come out of that and go whack, what's Fanta going to do on Saturday? Mm -hmm. Good little race. I'm, I'm just going pure gut feel here. I've got with the She's a Charmer, there's 
just something in her that I think if Bernie Miller and Paddy Carberry can get her spot on on the day, that her best is um, is electric and she can she can sort of park, wait for gaps and accelerate. If that happens, just especially down on 54.5. I, I, I noticed there was a month between her trial and her first up run. I'm pretty sure there was a minor setback heading into that first up run. She comes through that, drops in weight, low draw, ridden quiet, uh, utilize her finishing burst. I think this could be the day for She's a Charmer. That's a pure gut trying to predict her her level of talent. Um, so that was the way I went. She's a Charmer. I was looking for about $4. She's uh, she's above that at the moment. So that was the go for me. But my numbers down the page were She's a Charmer, First Law, Fanta. Um, they, were, they were the top three. But throw a blanket over them. I think Eliminate's going to be a good filly in time. Uh, there's yeah, I wouldn't talk you out of any of these. However, for me, I think she's a charmer. Completely agree. You can't, uh, yeah, you can't confidently talk anybody out of any of these runners. It's uh, yeah, cracking race. Um, yeah, very much looking forward to it. Hoping to see if, if Fanta creeps out to a little bit, uh, a little bit longer. I'll be on. I've marked Fanta a slight favourite. So, for the sake of a tip, Fanta. And if you're looking for a, a mad each way bet or something at a longer price, um, I think Captain Burglar, if they can kick up and lead with fifty one and a half, can give some check. The Berg, the Berg. All right, but uh, yeah, no Fanta for me. It's time. It is time. It is time. Uh, it is time for the Mundaring Hotels Mastermind competition. <laughs> Jeez, I'm a bit rusty on the uh, introductions today, aren't I? Might need to put blinkers on Terry, mm. I think. Uh, that <laughs> at worst, a tongue tie. <laughs> that is correct. Terry, the Mundaring has been the heart of the hills since 1899, located in Jacoby Street, Mundaring. Uh, if you're in the neighbourhood, if you get a chance, drop in and see and support the uh the, the team publican. the publican ian butchie o'connor uh say good day let him know you're a one one listener the mundaring has been like a lot of sort of uh a lot of um pubs and bars and restaurants across west australia has been hard hit by COVID in the, over the last 12 13 14 months so we uh we ask our listeners to please support the mundaring if you get an opportunity to do so just such a terrific team up there at the heart of the hills and uh good people and uh, hopefully they can they can get the ship back on track because it's been a rough ride recently so um yeah butchie thanks for all your support over the journey my friend congratulations to last week's episode 74 wa racing mastermind winner tim marlow $100 gift voucher to the Mundaring is in the mail. I feel like I hear that name every week. Mate, this guy is the new king. He is the new kid on the block. There he is. Uh, I think this could be his fourth, fifth, sixth mastermind. He just, just wins, doesn't he? Got to go back through the records. Travis Murray should be shaking in his boots, I think. Oh, hey. This is, uh, yeah, Tim Marlowe's um, Black Caviar and Travis Murray's Hayless. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Travis Murray has just, Murray's just been usurped by mm. the new kid on the block, Timmy Marlowe. Buddy reckons he's got a double today, though. Travis Murray reckons he might I have. I saw that on yeah, Twitter. Yeah, okay, he I, might have a little. Uh, I, I threw him a like. I threw him a like. Yeah, no, you got to give him, uh, we were talking about it last night. He's got Soviet Spy, and um, this will again come out after uh, these are running. Running one. He's got Soviet Spy and Rewrite the Stars going around today. So, um, yeah, it's starting to, starting to all. Uh, it's really starting to Take shape, isn't it? It certainly is. I think Johnny Pint's in um, Soviet Spy as well. I reckon Soviet Spy is a good little horse as well. I reckon that's going to be a, a very nice one going forward. So, um, yeah, good luck to the team. Yeah, so congratulations, Timmy Marlowe, just absolutely killing the mastermind. We had we were we were at a stack of entries, but he was the only one who got the first question right. Terry, the question was which of these train which of these has not trained Saxon Sax off. 
Brock Luthwaite, Brian Kersley, and Brian Rogers. I haven't had a proper chance to discuss that really because I was off the uh, while I was away. I was sort of off the uh, off the phone a, a bit more and whatnot. And um, yeah, I watched the race and I just I told you actually I had something on um, going alone. Uh, at about 50, 60 to 1, it was um, beaten a narrow margin. But all I could do after the race was just laugh, thinking that sacks on sacks off the horse is going to represent us at the, uh, the, big one. At the ball. It's just it's just amazing. Look, I don't want to take anything away from the win. And, and sacks on sacks off been a very good horse to me over the journey, obviously. But um, why? I spoke to one of the, the trainers in the $100,000 race during the week um, about they were disappointed they couldn't claim because it's a 58 plus, you know. And um, apparently the rule is races $100,000 or more you can't claim. Why did Matty get to claim in the Jericho Cup? I know, we were supposed to get a ruling on that, weren't yeah, we? Yeah, $100,000 race. My only thought process could, is that perhaps because it was an uh, Albany Race Club mm. race, they set their own rules or agendas. But, geez, I reckon Stephen Miller and Red Hot Tip, if, if, that, if that was a claim by uh, a claim that shouldn't have occurred, Oof. he might be a little bit dirty. I reckon he might need a shower because he might be filthy. Imagine if uh, Eddie Rigg was in the ownership of Red Hot. Well, it sounds like it was Red Eddie, Hot Tip. It sounds like it was Eddie Rigg, Danny. Oh, geez. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, that would uh, well get the lawyers involved mm. because yeah, we probably need to get a ruling on that. So the question that Terry wants to know is why were they allowed to why were they allowed to claim in the road to the Jericho Heat at Albany? Yeah, because it was a hundred thousand dollar race. Yeah. Whereas they weren't allowed to claim in exactly the right. Westby Platinum Final last week. Okay, exactly right. Let's, we'll talk to the uh, the racing department and get a, get a ruling official. Okay. Oh, okay. So let's get back to the mastermind. Yes. Um, so to be actually. Before we do this, I want to run an idea past you, Terry. Thinking about sprucing up the mastermind and making it a live quiz competition on every Thursday on the one-one. Tell me more. So, champs and challenges. We have we have get two people on the phone. We have to ask a series of questions. The first to get three questions right is the mastermind for that particular week, and then you then they get then they get another person challenge them to the to the right to be the official wa racing mastermind on the official wa racing podcast the one one so champs and challenges we get two people on the phone on the podcast live live action we ask them the questions pretty pretty authentic isn't it you if you get if you get the answers in first then uh, you salute the judge i like that i like that and we have uh the reigning um champ continues on week after week week after week yeah i like that we yeah can, um, maybe we just we we start up with uh we give travis murray week one or something and um see how long he can kick off maybe maybe marlo versus murray week marlo one. the two have you reckon yeah then we can go through and get some uh some good names some of the some of the old uh Favorites, we can get uh, you know Lockie Taylor's. Get uh, maybe maybe we do like a coin flip where you get to pick the uh, the category. We give them a choice of category: Perth Cup winners, Railway State winners. I don't, yeah, I don't you know? mind that. There's, and then, there's then, a bit to yeah, unpack here, isn't there? We could have a bit of fun with this. Yeah, no, I'm, I oh. think that sounds okay. Yeah, otherwise, Timmy Marlowe is just going to be uh, eating for free every week, so we've got to make him earn it, perhaps. Yeah, this could be this could have legs. This mm. could could could, uh, could be something special. We'll talk to Ian Butchie O'Connor at uh, my fortieth on Saturday night. Too, yes, Terry. hopefully it goes ahead. Yeah, well, is yeah. it an open invite? To all one one listeners, or open invite all one one. Are we listeners. going to yeah. just are you going to open her up? You open her up. Oh yeah, we yeah right. Oh, we've got to get to the uh, where's the Grand Bar and Bistro on uh, on Saturday night. Saturday just night. Uh, it's the only place to be in Perth, I reckon. So, uh, no, I'll be there, front and center, and um, yeah, open invite. Oh, I like that. Imagine if we get Butch. Right, we might have to get Ian. He fancies himself as a uh, WA Racing oh, there you historian, go. so we could, he could be our first. What are we going to give him if he wins? Though? Yeah, knock off, knock off. He the could have a hat. <laughs> give him six hats or something. Yeah. <laughs> 
All right. So that's that's a that's a something in the pipeline. I like it. And we'll, we'll, we'll thrash it out on Saturday night and see if we can come to a conclusion. But for this week, Terry, episode 75, to be crowned this week's mastermind, you'll need to answer the following three questions correctly. Number one, how old is Rock Magic? In horse or human years? <laughs> what is horse years? Well, for a dog, it's seven, seven. to one, isn't it? Yeah. What is horse years? I have to look that up. What a, well, horses tend to... What's I've, 20, never, 20, 20, I've never understood the dog year thing. Well, I think I think it's because the average age of a dog would be 15 I or 14, 13. So you times that by 70. Average, average life expectancy. I think so. But that's all. I, I have no idea. Mm. Um, yeah, again, we'll discuss that on our... Uh, Important stuff. Yeah. How old is Rock Magic? <laughs> Question two. Name the trainer who saddled up the Quinella in last year's Eurythmic Stakes. Question three. Name the horse that Chris Parnham recorded his 100th Metropolitan win for the season at Ascot yesterday. They are the three questions. If you know the answers, please send them through via direct message to at the one one pod on Twitter, and you can be in the running for that much sought after one hundred dollar gift voucher to the Mundaring Terry. Three from three, I reckon you'll find. Three from three. That was a gift. Dominant. It was a gimme. Dominant. It was just a tapping. Made it from the hole. Whack the shades on first up. Yeah, no, oh, straight for sure. Front. A few people should be getting three out of three. There, you'd be disappointed if not. Um, anyway, race number five. The events at Ascot handicap. The events at Ascot. A few happening. We're heading out on the uh, the 29th of uh, of May as well. I won't make it a proper podcast event. Everyone will, will that be events at Belmont? It will be events at Belmont. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Gee whiz, yeah, it will be events at Belmont. And uh, you can just hop over to the bridge if we can attend the footy after that and go footy? and watch the yeah. – yeah, the Eagles are playing that night um, straight I'd after like, the I'd Belmont like sprint. It is, yeah. So I had some tickets, but I gave them up because I sort of organised a bit of a day at the races. So we'll stay with the crew and continue to be merry and celebrate Dig Deep's win. And, Maybe Campfield after. Well, I'd say so, yeah. yeah. We've got to discuss, um, yeah, discuss tactics for the railway stakes after winning a Belmont sprint at Wait for Age, wouldn't you? Yeah, 100%. It's the only thing you could be doing at that point in time but mentioned earlier that Chrissy Nelson um the probably the unluckiest man in uh, get out stakes history street band uh, it's just he's the street band that isn't he? he's the, the sir mambo uh, that'll be interesting because this will come out after sir mambo's is favorite he, is today he, he's not the patila fam surely oh no no he's had a win at some stage surely yeah no he's a he's a winner Chrissy Nelson uh yes no and he could be a winner on Saturday 100% well he yep. could be hopefully drink what you like at a few juice boxes mm-hmm. um that's the name of his company by the way yep. I'm not insinuating anything there. That's funny in that way. Yeah. Um, yes, he's got a share in uh, in drink what you like. A horse that you you, you couldn't trust it um, as far as you as far as you could throw her. She's only four years you old. You could early though. You could early. You could yeah. early. She's only four years old. How's that? I thought she'd be a little bit older than that. Mm. Long time between runs. She's a bleeder. Um, so she's she's a horse that's um yeah needs, needs some TLC, doesn't she? She certainly yeah. does need a little bit of TLC. But um look, I, I made a bit of a blow up. I marked her low threes actually, BJ. And Brad went up four twenty this morning and I just I thought I was thin and I thought oh, I'd see better than that, you know. And I held off and now she's sort of two ninety around the trap. So I've missed the kick there. But basically very simply BJ, if you get one leader in a thousand meter race who is weighted brilliantly and who's basically just runs every time she leads, she runs huge races. It's just hard to go past, you know? Like you don't sometimes you don't need to look too deep into a race past that. Um, but now she's getting to a point where she's thin. 290 mm. is thin. As I said, I marked her at 320, 330. Um, 
And for a horse we don't trust completely, she can just go amiss. Um, that's that's now getting bare bones. Um, Pans down will be popular, BJ. I know that that's the one you're um, keen on. You were keen on last week when yeah. I wanted to, to take him on. Thought it was a super win, did a lot wrong in the run. Um, I'm very keen to oppose um, on Saturday. No knock on that win. I thought the win was super considering a few little issues in the run. But I think this will be a slower run race. Three back the fence and the 60 kilos will be an anchor, um, I, I think, for for Paddy Carberry and uh, and Pans Down. So I, I don't think at the $2.70, there is any value um, in that price whatsoever. Um, so there's got to be some value somewhere, doesn't there, BJ? Elsewhere. Elsewhere, there's got to be some value. And I think it's actually, while it's value at the moment, I think... I don't think it's reached um, peak price yet, and that's a horse called Forest War, uh, formerly trained by Gavin Foster, has moved over to uh, the Taylors, to Jim Lockie and Brittany, moved over to the crew in the in the Taylor yard. And, um, I mean, we all, when you first... Hang on. Of, Team Taylor. Team Taylor. Team yeah, Taylor. Team Taylor. haven't invited me down yet. I'm waiting, <laughs> I'm waiting for the invite. I'll go. Look, I'll, I'm obviously not going to be putting my hand up to rush down there as quick as possible. Oh, I, 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 I will go on and clean out a stall when I last. My name's too late. I always pay my bets. I will. Yeah, I will pay it. I, remember <laughs> you, I said I'm ready to go. I uh, You let me know when and I'll be there. But, okay. um, Geez, I'm, I'm certainly not. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to bang. Hang their, on, when, I'm not going to bang their door. When down. was that race? Was that November or December? Oh, it's October, I think. Ooh. I think, yeah, October, November. It was a fair way ago. So. The champ. Maybe I'll do it on the 12-month anniversary of the bet. The champ. Bit of a hard luck story because the champ went on to be a champ from there. Mm. So maybe Brittany just feels sorry for me perhaps. But, um, yeah, I think they're um, – I think they'll be popular. Um, I, a lot of people will be hoping to get pans down on the back and drink what you like, but I, I think City Circle is far quicker early. So it's three back the fence at best. Comes a time over to the breeze, BJ. I think they'll be more aggressive. Yep. Um, it'll all come down to how much work they have to do. If, if Lucy gets there softly, I think comes a time will be really hard to get past, actually. I think comes a time's a horse with a lot of upside, but it's just about, I think 1,200 might be the go and just how much work to get to the breeze. But Forgive, um, forgive that first up run, just sort of end up in a bad, awkward spot. Oh, and, got and then ended on the back of Colzine. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it was actually one of the runs of the race, really. Yeah. So I think, I mean, you've got to remember the NSP at about the same price. It's funny because people will see that run and think comes a time was disappointing, but it just wasn't a good setup. Yeah. And yep. the thing is, from eight, this might end up a bad yeah, setup. If, yeah. if it doesn't step well again, um, yeah, it's going to end up in a sticky spot and it might be unwinnable. So that's probably why the 850 isn't, um, is about right. I think I'm about 750 comes a time. But Forest War is, is the one you could speculate on. First thing, if I mention Forest War to you, what run do you think of? We haven't actually discussed this, so hopefully you are. <laughs> Forest War, what do we think of? Uh, okay, different today here. Didn't it run, didn't it run third one day? No, 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 sorry. It won, it won a race at Ascot one day where it beat Gestine with um, Andrew Castle on board. Yeah. Yes. It's more the horse that ran third, I think, that day. Or Who was that? that? was Indian Pacific. Ah, of um, course. Yes. Yeah, it's just it's just a race I always remember. And the way the race was, um, it was run him. and won, it did. It whacked, whacked him. him. It really did whack him. And yeah. as you said, with Andy Castle on, um, it was just a super, super win. Even last campaign, first up, has been beaten a length Platinum Bullet Resort, That's man. Right. Yeah. Um, and then second up, Pikey. From a wide gate, has basically sat deep the trip, and it was, it's run third, beaten one point nine and a sixty six plus. It's pretty, I think it was pretty like, good stuff. Like a Jaguar mood swings. I think. Yeah, it was mood swings. In yeah, I think you might have been on mood swings. <laughs> <laughs> 
That was that was a tough old day. <laughs> That's the humble one, multi day. I, yeah. I tipped that to a few people. I said Sun Pair at Esperance, uh, Fangio. We got about four bucks Fangio. You know? That was, that was, a, that that was three time. meetings in the yeah, day. Yeah, three meetings in a day. I yeah. said lob the four bucks Fangio into the five bucks Sun Power. So that's twenty to one into yeah. the five bucks Mood Swings, and you yeah. got a hundred to one. Dirty rotten you know, like so a That's jam. a good thing. And um, they ran it. So Sun Power had already won, and they ran. They ran mood swings and because there was a delay in Albany, they ran those two races at the same time. So we've got a big screen and then a phone screen. And on the phone screen, we're watching mood swings and Fangio's home on the big screen. Everyone's on it. Everyone's on the 100 to 1 multi. We've all gone around the phone and the, and the bloke started selling. Kent started celebrating. Big wet. Big wet. Started celebrating because he thought, because he's not as big a racing follower, he thought mood swings was the other one. It was obviously a very tight photo. And we're all celebrating. Then we've got it at 100 to 1. And unfortunately, like a Jaguar, uh, popped its nose in front <laughs> and cost me uh, what would have easily been my uh, probably my biggest ever collect, I'd suggest. So. Uh, disappointing stuff, but uh, a good story to tell in the future nonetheless mm -hmm. anyway where am i going forest war just win forest yeah. war uh no definitely doesn't just win but um first up ran into that really hot c1 um with a 61 and a half always willing to forgive a horse that wants to sit and sprint with 61 and a half and then second up massive leader bias day chrissy nickel i thought was going to go past eliminate yeah. at the top of the straight did you think it was going to go past it yeah he then laid at least level peg it, checked it, off yeah. its heels and if eliminates in this i'm tipping eliminate yeah. i reckon to be honest with you so um yeah I, I think we can forgive that again i maybe want to see a bit more final hundred perhaps but chrissy nickel is probably a bit easy on the horse yeah um agree move to jimmy taylor more professional more full-time operation than, than gavin foster if they can just find a length in the 10 days or so it's been with jimmy taylor um i, I think it i think it'll be um coming late and, and relatively um relatively hard to hold out if they, if they can find that extra length. So, um, look, I'm willing to, to speculate at the prices now. I, I really wanted to be on Drink What You Like, BJ, but um, at, uh, at 290, that's that's not going to do me. That's not going to get me. But the uh, the 950, uh, Forest War, and again, market-wise, I think you told me earlier you've got Forest War comfortable double figures. Yeah. I could have marked it in fives. I could have marked it 15s. Mm. I've ended up marking it 550. Um but yeah, nine fifty at the moment. I'm I'm pretty happy having something on Forest War in a speculatory sense. Okay, yeah, I, I was really impressed with Pansdown's ability to overcome challenges in run um, and to really have that will to win late when uh, things didn't go to plan. So I think with a clean getaway from two, Pansdown can can land somewhere in the first four or five in in running. All comes down to the start with it, with this particular particular race. It's uh, it's getting going to get harder for him to pick up and let down with sixty, as Terry outlined. But uh, I feel as though Pans Down's a horse who could who's destined for bigger and better things than this. I think he's been well placed again by uh, Simon A. Low draw. Um, he's gone bang bang to kick off his prep, and uh, I think he's he's going to find a way to get the job done again. I was quite short actually. I, I thought he was a two dollar fifty chance. He's uh, best available two eighty. I'm seven bucks. <laughs> really? Well, yeah, opinions. Yeah, yeah. I'm seven um, bucks. And uh, yeah, for me, I think that this is Pans Down's race to lose. Drink what you like. Uh, out in front. Uh, good leader. If she was at her best, she'd probably win. She just um, has had um, setback after after setback and has lacked a bit of con continuity. But again, Adam Durant, we've been speaking about him ad nauseum, just um, flying. So she's obviously going to take some catching out of front. And the big improver for me was comes a time. I thought there was heaps of merit in that first up run. Two lead-up trials were good, has some strong form, basically throughout its whole career, comes a time. If um, positive tactics from Lucy and Justin Warwick and comes a time configuring the finish, 
uh, with me as well. City Circle gets the back of um, back of drink what you like as well, and it's going well enough to not write off. So yep. they're your five chances, aren't they? I yep. think, um, depending on how it all goes. But uh, yeah, nice little uh, nice little sprint race um, with a fair bit of uh, fair bit of intrigue. The one all thing also drink what you like gets I think it's four kilos on pants, pants down, down yep. plus a map as well. Um, the worry for me with drink what you like is it's now third up and horses that bleed and have issues, sprinters of that nature, sometimes they only want to have a run or two before they sort of turn her up sort of thing as well. So, um, But, yeah, I think you're bang on. If pans down jumps, holds the outside of City Circle mm. in the 1-1, one, one, very hard to beat. But, I mean, a lot of my price, I know it's very opinionated, my price and probably a bit long, is I've got pans down three back the fence on a slower tempo yeah. with the 60. And I think from there it's um, – just a lot harder to win. So um, might be my lay for the day. No, it won't be my lay. It'll come up shortly, my lay. We'll discuss that. Stay uh, tuned. Yes, yeah, so I might even chuck her up during the pod. So it's already beaten and taken away. Anyway, race number six, BJ, uh, over the uh, 1,200 metres, Crown Perth Handicap. Do you reckon Crown will be open on Saturday? We, we find out tomorrow, I suppose, don't we? Yeah. Whether the restrictions get eased because the Crown's been closed for the last week. I didn't even know that, to be honest. The, the, well, yeah, the, the, the gambling floor has been. So. I've been following. I've been told off a few times. For, uh, just the mask, It's not a natural thing, like, especially uh, to chuck oh, the mask masks. on. And, yes, yeah, so I just leave one in my pocket now. I'm, I'm going to so. order some 1-1 one, one masks, definitely. We're doing it. That's yeah. good. Yeah. But a picture of Noski and Dig Deep on the front <laughs> or uh, the words, the 1-1 one, one, or, um, yeah, some 1-1 one, one masks. Do yeah. you reckon they'll be more, more or less popular than the, uh, the lids? Well, just – just I think everyone's just going to have to have them, aren't Quite they? They're, 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 they're must-have. Yeah, yeah. They'll, be, they'll be hot items, I'd suggest. Yeah. So. Uh, anyway, we head, to, uh, we head to the first leg of the, uh, the quadrilla. Um, actually, don't mind one. Um, here at BJ, quite excited about uh, take the reins this race. Actually, um, from a speed map point of view, the first thing we've probably got to discuss is we've got the Jelton visitor, uh, big season in Jerry for Kenny Luck, went up a stack of points. Good job by the, the team there, a good little money spinner. Um, from barrier one, so we've got Kenny Luck in one and some sort in four. Um, how do you envisage the first 100 meters of this race being run, BJ? Because they're not they're not coming up here to fornicate with spiders with Kenny Luck. I yeah. wouldn't have thought thought, but I suspect some sort. Kenny Luck's a, a little bit of a musterer, um, uh, but I suspect some sort is quicker if if they want to get across. And they did just fail from the breeze badly and exactly. out with some sort. But they might attribute that to the blinkers um, or, or the travel. I thought I thought some reasons. sort strong enough to cross. Yeah. That's the thing. So it will be interesting what occurs in that sense. Um, I'm not really – I don't want to be on some sort even if crossing Kenny Luck, but it will be massively advantageous to some sort because Kenny Luck should be a roadblock um, behind some sort. But if Kenny Luck does kick up, um, yeah, some sort's a million to one, I think, from the breeze, to be honest. But um, so they'll sort themselves out in that that way. If that does kick up, Glasgow – if Kenny Luck does kick up, Glasgow girl um, should sail across to the breeze. Yep. Uh, sorry, should – uh, if, if some sort crosses, a Glasgow girl will sail across to the breeze um, with some degree of ease. I think there is yep. a huge amount of speed in this um, when I when I sat down and did it. Bo Zoom can kick up, but it's probably happy tucking in behind them. Um, but if Kenny Luck does kick up, which I think is a big chance still that it kicks up and leads, uh, Glasgow girl might be caught deep. But as I said, there is a lack of speed in this, so it wouldn't surprise me that you could just about get Ryan Hill in the 1-1 one, one from mm. 11. You're you going to do it? I'm, I'm, gonna... I'm not willing to jam. No, I'm not going to. You're, you're the jammer. You're the, you're the jammer. You're the, uh, you're the peanut butter and jammer. But, uh, look, I, I, don't think, I don't think it's as ugly a map for Glasgow girl as it might look on paper. I agree, um, yeah. 
But I still think it's a time we've got to probably now take on Glasgow Girl off 28 days. Been scratched a couple of times as well. So um, whether there was a little setback or whatnot, uh, and she's retained her best form, this isn't the same map she got at her last two. So we'll, we'll take on Glasgow Girl at the seven bucks. We'll take on some sort at the at the five bucks. Um, you're then talking about horses like Island Charm. I'm surprised second favourite. I've actually got Island Charm third favourite, but I thought that might be one that was missed by the market. Um, I agree. Yeah, just been written, just been given none in its last couple. Um, I wonder if we'll get a uh, tactics announcement. Well, well, they should. They should try and ride it exactly as they wanted to last start. Let's, let's not go into that again. But Island Champ should muster up and land not too far, probably three back, one off, even a bit closer if they can. But, um, yeah, Roy seems to just be – if you look at the fields at Albany on Friday, some of his have just had enough. Mm. Just going around and around. I understand that for some trainers, but Roy's had a big season. Like, give these horses a break and get them back. They're, they're good horses. Like – yeah, I don't know. Some of them just, just keep going round and round and round and round and round. I don't, I don't know how good that can be for the they longevity get, of the animals. They get dizzy, so don't they? They do get dizzy. So, um, yeah, whether Island Charm's had enough, I'm not sure. But, yeah, I was eight bucks on Island Charm thinking I might see 14, 15 and be able to spec it. So happy that it's below my price. Don't have to worry about it. Um, Moshard went super in the Miss Kentucky in a rodeo form race, which is obviously huge. But yeah. you've got to be brave taking a horse. And this is second up now. And I think Moshard usually puts in its best fresh um, 61 kilos back last. 1200 as well and yeah exactly yeah. exactly right so i'm look it can, it can win on its last run but yeah you can ask some questions and you got glasgow girl uh next but, to I, I, don't, but I don't think you're getting the value for what it needs to the the how yes. mammoth the task is exactly right. yeah exactly Seven, right. 750 at the moment yeah exactly sure. right yeah. and then you've got uh chicks picks next in line who to me just looks a tired horse yeah. at the moment i need to see a bit more from so so that leaves the favorite is angelic miss yeah. rightly so deserves to be favorite month between runs is a little unique for a horse and the tongue tie going on as well bj i found that uh, a unique one i'm, I'm big on just not riding off horses with gear changes, but just having a query on horses with gear changes. Well, um, asking why. Asking why, mm. yeah. So obviously they think it choked down, which is fair enough. And then Simon would be very astute in that sense. Look, the speed map looks like there should be enough speed on. And I, I think the speed looks a bit of a query. So I'm looking for horses to run on and get past them here, BJ. So Angelic Miss to me deserves your favoritism. So I have no problem with it there. I've, I've got Angelic Miss $3.80. Um, so the two nineties under my price, but the one I've marked um, a clear second favourite is, um, and I saw Tommy Johnston beat me to the punch on Twitter this morning by tipping it early on. I messaged him. TJ, and I said, "Come on, TJ, wait for everyone to put their prices up, you dickhead." Mm. Uh, is Megazone? Um, Megazone is um, it's been a fairly good horse for me over the journey, actually. Um, Megazone, BJ, but first up, last prep. It's coming off about a four-month break in Megazone. First up, last prep run, second uh, at the 1,200 metres to Caracapo, right? And on that particular day, protested against Caracapo. Probably would have won the race just about um, without the interference. It was dismissed. Um, that was Lacta, wasn't it, on Caracapo? It was Lacta, Caracapo, Chris Parnham oh. on Chris Parnham on Megazone. Chris, yeah, yeah. yeah, Chris Parnham, Megazone. One and a half lengths further back was Long Beach, Nakovi, Don't Fuss, Boom, Tassie. That's right. Yeah. That's a fair little field. Okay, second up, but I'm, I mainly want to focus on the fresh runs. Second up, drew 11 of 11, back to 1,100 metres, okay? Uh, went, was snagged back to last behind Zeebel, ran fourth. It was the run of the race by panels and panels and panels. Now, the preparation prior to that, um, Jade McNaught was on and jumped really well. And Megazone jumps better than his settling position. I don't know why he's restrained as much as he is. And this was a really, if you watch, watch a replay though, if you get a chance later, BJ, um, the way she snagged that after jumping well to dead last was, um, 
yeah, I, I, I don't know, just quite unbelievable. Anyway, she got out wide that day, and that was a day where the fence was absolutely red hot. It was the run of the race behind Black Ducati. So while it says 6 to 13, it was by panels the run of the race that day. The prior campaign, we're going to go back three campaigns now, BJ. First up, went to Geraldton over 11 or 1,200 metres, carried 62 kilos, held up the entirety, was going to win by panels and panels and panels at that particular day. So um, then second up was at Geraldton again, carried 62 again, was held up the entirety again, was going to win easily again. Third up came to Ascot and Brailsden. Mm. I think you might find that Megazone's a really good horse. I think you might find that Megazone's had very little luck in his career. Um, I think you might find that they're trying to get him up to the mile when he's not a miler. Mm. His best trip's 1,200, maybe 1,400. He's a best horse fresh. Clint Johnston Porter is a perfect horse for a sit and sprinter or a horse that can settle midfield. This is easier than what he faced first up last campaign, and he should have won. Um, he maps midfield. Uh, he handles rain affected. Um, yeah, Megazone. Money. Oh, Money, Maley. Oh, I think he just wins. It's it's been a while, hasn't it? Megazone? No. Money, Maley. Money. It has been, yeah. Money. It, it has been, yeah. I, I don't think he just wins because he's first up. and There's obviously some queries about a trainer having him 100%, but... Um, his first up run from his last three campaigns, coming off the exact same type of break each occasion, yeah. they would have gone very close to winning this. So, um, and I think for Barrier Six, he can have a little head start on Angelic Miss and Diablery and Moshard. Um, yeah, I think he can run a really big race. And um, I think it's about $12, $13 each way. Is um, That's plenty for me, BJ. So Mega's known. Juice? Yeah, juice a little bit, little bit of juice, yeah. yeah, a little bit of juice in that I think. So we can we can have something on each way. Mm, okay, yeah, I uh, I sort of snuck Megazone in a little bit under the radar into my into my leg up, but th yeah, thinking he was a horse that I definitely wanted to be on if if the price was right, and I concur with Terry that that's a terrific each way sort of uh, investment in um, when you take Megazone's peak form. Barrier six is that mid draw, but it lands. Midfield, uh, CJP, stalking, lots of ticks, lots of ticks. Mm. Um, I do, I did, I, I do like Angelic Miss as a horse. Simon Eight, flying, Chris Parnham, top job. She's going to have to get back and run on again. Still, she's probably going to be making the run with Megazone, maybe even following Megazone into the race. Uh, she's a she's a mare on the on on the uh, on the rise. Is Angelic Miss? Uh, yeah, I think she's definitely the horse to beat um, price-wise. Where was I? I was 325 Angelic Miss, and I think I was $9 Megazone. Hard. Yeah. It's a t Megazone's a type of horse that's hard, hard to price, price isn't yeah. it? Like yeah. I, it's funny. I've, I've, I've got my Megazone sort of around the $5 mark, yeah. um, knowing knowing that was bare bones, but my notes have said, like, hoping this goes up $15 each way. Even the 12 that went up, I'm like, well – Am I going to see better late? What's going to happen here with this market? But, yeah, I think and an old rule and um, sports punter, a professional sports punter actually told me this is if you're in doubt and it's well above your price and you're very happy with it, just take it. Take it. Okay. Yeah, just take it. If, it. if it happens to trade longer, so there. It doesn't mean you've got a smaller price. You can just, yeah, so, so there. Wrapping this up in a bow, I think Angelic Miss uh, is the winner, but I wouldn't be – but I'll, I won't be losing if Megazone um, – Megazone salutes as well. So they're they're the two for me. I um I'm happy to almost yeah put a line through most of the others. They're going to fight out the finish. Megazone each way. Okay. Did I make that clear? You made it clear. <laughs> Crystal. Crystal clear. Race number seven. Race seven is the 
feature of the day, Eurythmic Stakes, $100,000, 21.50 metres. It's another of these quality handicaps with the 62 kilo maximum top weight. And uh, yeah, we have a similar lineup to the Diggers Cup only a fortnight ago where Maricino proved victorious, trapped for full second, come play with me third. Though those three appear to be the three major players again, Terry. Maricino, heavily backed with Pike on, got the 1-1 and saluted. Seemed to get all the favours. Come play with me, Trap for Fools, both good. Can either of those two 62 kilos top weights turn the tables on the inform Maricino? Uh, yeah, I'm relatively confident that uh, that both will actually, BJ. Um, I think Maricino was given a 10 out of 10 from, from Pike. Uh, the race set up, the race shape, as we said going into it, just everything just pointed to Maricino just getting every single favour in the run. Um, tick, tick, tick. I think we both liked the drop back to 1,800 as well. I'm not not convinced. I know the previous two wins were over 2,200 and 2,100, but Maricino beat home unreliable and Brutus Maximus uh, with really nice weights and gates. So I don't think that gives you a true uh, opinion if, if he is a stayer or not uh, or his best distance is over the staying trip. But um, look, from barrier eight, does, does Chris Parn always have to go forward and land in the breeze here? Yeah, I mean, that's... It's, it's, it's a sticky situation for him because the other day it was just such a perfect setup. Mm-hmm. But uh, I've got Trapper Fools leading Maricino breezing. Yeah, yep. yeah, me too. And then I'll probably come play with me probably in the 1-1 because yep. you've got horses like Big Shot Paddy, Mackenzie Brook, he's a Parker, uh, and final chill who will just drop out the back. So yep. it's like that race we spoke about earlier. So not even those middle tier type of runners um, which are going to pop up just behind the speed. Um, Arctic Stream, as I said, might uh, might be able to go forward and, and, and land handier from seven. But um, the... The big thing about this race really is that Trap for Fools doesn't run into that's funny as and um, Cogni Cogni Crew. Crew. So Trap for Fools finds the top here and uh, and leads on his ear. I, I didn't realise how strong his record was at this sort of journey. Um, and track and distance numbers. I mean, 10 starts, 8 wins, 11 starts, distance, 9 wins. He really does love the uh, the 21, uh, the 2100 um, just in general. But... The drier the track is, I think, is also the key for Trap for Fools. If we can get a soft six, soft five, I think Trap for Fools will go to the top and be really, really, really hard to beat. Um, the, the thing with this race is you need to allow for what's going to happen mid-race, and I'm I'm certain that we will see final chill at about the 1,000-metre mark go and take off. I think Brad Willen needs to let final chill go and do its thing out in front, give him a couple length kick clear, and what he needs to – to probably then do is not allow Trapper Fools to have any halting momentum. The moment that Trapper Fools gets held up for a second, um, he doesn't go as well. Um, which was which was why his last run was so good. Oh, he, actually, more he actually did get yeah. held up and pratted at If stages. you watch the head on, I mean, they were laying in a little bit on yeah. him, um, or laying out, I should say, on him. Um, yeah, when, when Maricino went past him. And the big reason I was so keen on Maricino last start is that Maricino and Trapper Fools were always going to sprint together. Yeah. And I don't care how you're weighted and you can say, oh, it should have more weight, it should do this and that. But if Maricino is going to sprint next to Trapper Fools, there's only going to be one winner, especially yeah. when there's a seven kilo difference. Yeah. Um, but if Trapper Fools is allowed to roll in front, and I think I said this to you off air before we started, if Final Chill wasn't in this race, right? Final Chill wasn't in this race, I would have priced Trapper Fools about $1.60 here. I just, Trapper Fools have been completely unbeatable in this race. Goes to the top, rolls them along, make sure nothing takes it on mid-race and um, and they just don't catch him. So, look, for me, Trapper Fools, as long as he can peel out off the back of Final Chill uh, at the right time, not get held up at all, just continue the the momentum into the race, not let Maricino chop him in because the moment he gets chopped in, trying to pick up and out-sprint them, I don't know if he can do that. Um 
But geez, if, if Bradwell Wheeler just keeps him freewheeling, free flowing in the run, um, I don't think they'll beat him. Um, come play with me. It's the only danger in my mind. Um, but even then, I'm, I'm wary and I have been wary about horses second up uh, off a bit of a break up in journey type thing. It's, it's a lot of horses failing um, and it's, it's something I'm trying to – sort of pay more attention to at the moment. After, after performing well first up. After performing well first up. Yep. Um, just, I mean, Mackenzie Brook, we saw come right back, um, flat one second up. Um, it, it seems to be more prevalent. And again, this is only for me, this is only something I'm noticing and I'm only just starting to work on this De- now. And developing see, theory. Yeah, it might just be a wives' tale. It might just be something that, um, not a wives' tale, it might just be something that I've noticed recently that is just coincidental. There isn't um, the data size that I, I probably, um, I want at the moment, but it was something where, we're keeping a closer eye on but horses over a journey um second up after a big run fresh uh tend to be um just a little bit flatter that second up run so just a watch on come play for me in that sense but yeah pretty confident that's the quinella trap for fools come play with me and big lane trap for fools i think it's the same quinella terry but i've got a different exactor so i'm going for come play with me on top from trap for fools i am taking on marachino as well just a different setup here, rising in trip, rising in weight. Uh, the map doesn't look as advantageous, although um, you know Chris Parnham can do um, can do can can do everything. Um, he might go back. There's yeah. a chance they might think, let's go back, knowing Final Chill is going to go mid race. Yeah. Do we go with Final Chill? Yeah. Um, yeah. There's, there's a few different elements to this race. I just thought Come Play With Me was so big. I really liked the way that he began in, in the Diggers Cup, began, held a spot, was sort of rails in run, and then he just kept kept coming. And that was a that was a sign that even his lead-up trial beforehand, he beat some walking machines, really. But just the way he came, he came from a long last – went around him and smacked him by about five lengths. Adam is just – it feels like Adam's got this horse right where he wants him. I think he can wa- he can watch everything unfold with Trap for Fools and potentially Maricino in front. Clint Johnson-Porter can just be smoking the pipe on Come Play With Me, a, a Group 1 winner and a really good horse in his own right. He's won 13 from 37. Loves a wet track too, Come Play With Me. Yeah. So uh, the wetter the better almost, I believe. So – just from, from the type of run he's going to get, he's going to conserve so much fuel. If he turns up anywhere near he, what he was last start, even if there's a little bit of elevation, I think Come Play With Me just about wins this. So he's mine. I think Come Play With Me, Trap For Fools, will fight out the finish. Marachino is the obvious, but I'm, I'm, he's my third pick in this race. Tell us a bit about the depth in this race. When um, final chiller horse that was a, a C1, we sort of thought was a complete nonny. Six weeks ago, is single figures against two Group One winners. Mm. Doesn't that uh, that tells you a little bit of a story? But um, <clears throat> fair enough in that sense. I, the way Final Chill races and the way he can try and steal races, and you know that Trap Brad will probably just not go too quick on Trap for Fools out in front. You know that he'll be able to kick clear Final Chill, but um, yeah, surely they're going to get him and get him with a degree of comfortability here. You'd think, but um, I, I think he, I I think he deserves to be equal third favourite with Marichano. That might be a Final Chill, point. really. I think he does. Yeah, yeah. I'm, so I'm going to be playing this race. Um, obviously, I'll, my major play will be Trap for Fools here. I'm, I'm probably happy chopping Come Play With Me, which isn't really my type of betting usually, um, but I'm just so confident the winner comes from one of those two. But <clears throat> in regards to an exotic, I think Marachino is a massive risk, the way the race is going to be run. 
And I reckon Final Chill could completely die in a hole too. So I'm, I'm expecting a horse like um, Arctic Stream or yeah. Improved Mackenzie Brook yeah. to potentially run third. Yeah. So I think this is a good race to play big dividends, exotics, which isn't something I, I really do at all. Um, but when I, I feel there's a big knock on the favourite um, and you can get the fourth, fifth favourite up um, for, a, for a third and fourth top spot, I, I think there's um, yeah the potential to play some bigger div exotics here, which, as you know, isn't something I often get involved in. Okay, so Terry's Trapper. Trap for Fools? Trap for Fools, definitely, yep. <clears throat> Trap for Fools, come play with me. I'm come play with me. Trap for Fools. It's going to be a good race regardless, and we'll see how everything unfolds in the Eurythmic, the big one, on I'm Sunday. showing my confidence by uh, we've just chucked up on Twitter, BJ, okay. our, uh, my lay of the day, an early bit of a spoiler for our lay of the day later, but um, Brad McManus went up 240 Maricino. I'm going to go up four bucks. That's probably a little generous. Um, I've got I've got it significantly longer. That's why I'm willing to put that price up. But um, yeah, put up a uh, dollar sixty celebrity man. Should we, should we check in what Pete McCormick thinks about me? Yeah, he'll like that, won't he? I've, I've taken his four forty last week. I took his four forty last week, and this week I'm uh, I'm chopping her out. So maybe uh, he might uh, try and get his own back yeah, on me here. But yeah. uh, no, it's uh, you can't have any uh, allegiances in punting. It's a uh, horses for courses setup. So um, we'll take it on and see if we can keep our streak of lays. Losing. Race eight is Canaphonics Handicap, 1600 metre graduation. And um, I actually deputised for you on the Wild West which mm. last week, Terry. You did. Me and uh, and Cripper, joined Cripper on the, the Wild West, filling in, filling in for the guru. Big shoes. Um, and we both agreed that Magic Will Rain was the horse to follow out of the Ascot 24th of April meeting and if we're going to follow up then this is the race that we're following up because he is entered in a entered in a very winnable assignment here second up over the mile uh he will face stiff opposition from the likes of sentimental queen carriage in aurora there will be people who will be wanting to make cases for sweet angeline eurasia sluice box maybe even depara or piccolo signora down the bottom so there's a there's a few different ways in which um punters will be looking to play race eight of the day but for mine i was just so taken with um not only the first up run from magic will rain but also the two lead up trials beforehand magical rain first up over 1400 meters got back to last was ridden quiet and ran on um impressively fastest 200 last 200 of the day how different will it be up in weight with uh with a claim rising to the mile terry is this is this a race that you'll be looking to play because for me it just um it even though magic will rain screamed out to me it did look like um trap there's yeah potential trap race yeah yeah magic will rain it's funny i, I said to you before what the first thing when you thought of forest wall what's the first thing you think or what's the first thing you think of with magical rain does anything come to your mind the slaughter of the uh the one the punters.com.au slaughter of the uh the week <laughs> we were uh, it, uh not the year the week Oh, might have won. Might have won an annual award. Yeah, it was a um, difficult watch for punters at Kalgoorlie last year with Magical Rain. But um, it's another one of the Durant Durant camp looks to have come back in um, just as good, if not better order than it... um, uh, it left in, obviously went to Peter Fooney for its last campaign, but um, uh, plenty of upside there. And as you said, it's a good dropping grade. You only got the two and a half kilos with Lactar going on. Yeah. So I really like Kira Yule on that type of horse, but um, you're not losing anything with Lactar going on it. So um, looks really, really well placed. Um, that second up theorem might come into play there to some degree, yep. that type of journey, but um, has had the two trials prior to that, which makes that less 
prevalent, but um, oh, look, it's I think it's interesting with this market. Sentimental coin is is well thought of. It, it's around the three dollar mark, and I get that. You know, I, I completely understand that sentimental coin has got to be. Uh, uh, has got to be supported in this market, but that looks a little bit, little bit thin for mine. Um, first up, the trial was super, and then first up, Lucy got the back on the right, right spot in the track and beat absolutely nothing when given the Dream Rails run. So, from barrier ten, you got to think, um, you got to think she's going to have to do some work early to maybe go forward. She doesn't go forward to a breeze. Where, where does she end up? Yeah, that's the big question. I don't know. You could speculate forward or back. different options. Yeah, exactly. Forward, forward back or deep. Forward back or deep. Forward yeah. back or deep. It's another one for our adult. <laughs> Uh, adult <laughs> entertainment collection. <laughs> Deary me, but um, you'd, you'd think Cuban Twist, uh, although she can miss kicks, will probably try and kick, kick up and lead. Mm -hmm. um, Eurasia could go forward, but I, I think Eurasia's a better horse off speed. In saying that, it's a couple of consecutive placings on speed, so maybe they might show aggression again. Um, <clears throat> but from there, you've, you've really got a real lack of speed. So I'm, I'm looking at a horse that's going to settle um, not too far from them. Um, I think was super last week and is in this off the seven days and that's Karajini Aurora. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, her, her top line runs in those features around Casey um, and... Laver Rod. Laver Rod. Yeah. Sean and Jake Casey runner uh, who is taking all by storm over Easter at the moment. Uh, her runs were super. They walked last time out from the wide gate. Brad Parnham was forced to snag back to last. Um, made a sustained move around them. Then the that, leaders that were is, going. That is the oddest race I've seen yeah, in the last Saturday. Yeah. The sexual times was completely bonkers. Mm -hmm. um, just such a strange race. Mm -hmm. It's very odd. Very odd. It, it certainly was. That was, um, the, that was the get out stakes last Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. It was the uh, where Scotty McCormick found the winner. Yeah. Um, but if you go one step prior to that with the trial of Karajani Aurora, super behind Timely Outburst, who was a really smart Stephen Miller runner, who's two from two, won the other day with Nicole Hopwood on board. So. A um, little bit of speculation that Karajini Aurora can get somewhere near that top line form, but just from a speed map point of view. And the fact that the rest of these are all reasonable horses. I mean, if we, again, I like to look at the market in its entirety. And, and, and if we go through very, very quickly um, in order, I mean, you're talking Sentimental Queen from the Wide Gate, that's awkward. Magical Rain, 550, that deserves that price. Piccolis Ignora, super. Aesthetically really pleasing last two, but this is a massive jumping grade. Like this is next level jumping grade. And then Eurasia's drawn awkwardly, loose box is going to be last and sweet Angeline, Sweet Angeline I thought actually went pretty well yeah. um, last time out but there isn't it's just not a really deep race so um, none, of, none of these are going to be running um, KC to a half or a length and oh, well, probably should have beaten KC on one of those what occasions what was your market because so. just for full disclosure mine, yep. I was 550 in the field I was Sentimental Queen Magical Rain Karajini Aurora just threw a blanket over those three and just marked them 550 in the field and then it was upwards others from there it was a uh, a very rushed market for me here but I was $4.80 Karajini Aurora, mm -hmm. um, six bucks sentimental, six bucks magic will rain. Mm. So, so I, yeah, I was taking on similar. Yeah, yeah, very similar. So I mean, which ten, is why that ten dollars three thirty, three forty, three fifty sentimental queen is just like. Yep, exactly know. right. Yeah. It, it's a, it's just a, it looks a little bit thin. I reckon plenty of upside. Hayden Ballantyne's flying at the moment as yeah. well. What he's done with Lone Hand Larry as well, another one. Um, his horses are definitely um, motoring at the moment. But yeah, I mean, if I price something five bucks and it's ten, you just say right tens and threes each way all day. Off we go. So mm. Carajani Aurora map seven day backup. Um, yeah, let's have something on. Yep, I can see that. I thought that um, magic will rain. Just got to follow up on that. That first up run was too too big to ignore. Camp in form, uh, junior hoop riding really well. Ramoli, 
I think Magic will reign and ride on right on the price as well. So he um, he's going to be hard to beat. Again, Sentiment Queen, Eurasia, Carriage and Aurora, they're all they're all possible winning chances as well. But for me, I'm going to stick with the eye and uh, track Magic will reign in race eight of the day. Very good. Yeah, it's a good race. Um for quaddy players to probably go a bit wide in. I think there's some um some yeah, many winning chances. Even Depara back from an inside yeah. gate, it's a it's a real barrier horse in that sense. You can definitely it's a, run your It was a little bit stiff the other day. <clears> yeah, stiff and in a harder race as well. So I mean Depara's going around at twenty to one at the moment. Who knows what Betfair will throw up late. So um yeah, no, there's there's plenty of value to be had in that race because of the price of sentimental queen. Okay. All right, it is time for my uh the return. I've I've missed Saying this, this is always my favourite part of the show. Mm. The time for the Get Out Stakes, BJ. It's S-T-E-A-K-S. Who's it brought to us by? Thanks, Terry. The extremely popular Get Out Stakes is brought to us by Market City Meats, the largest retail butcher shop in Perth, located at the Canning Vale Markets on Bannister Road. Timmy Hewitt and his team... What a combination out there at the Canning Vale Markets. They run the show. Uh, drop in. Place an order, Timmy and his team, they will look after you. That is for sure and certain. Timmy is another one who will be a starter at my 40th on Saturday night. And we just heard from the Premier, Mark McGowan, that rip them off, Terry. He just rip just them off. Rip them off. The masks are off. Masks off. There are some restrictions in Middle East, so don't take my word for it. But for uh, at least for my 40th anyway, we'll be able to um, unless party. Getting, unless you're getting public transport there, correct. which is should for anybody drinking too much. Yes, yes, correct. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, master off. Timmy's going to be there. It's going to be a good night there. Free at the Looking forward. Hope, hopefully we get a few of the uh, past guests just listen to this and turn up. We might get a few of the, uh, from the... Uh What's it called? The Young Star Rising series. Yeah, along. yeah. It's just, just, just the more the merrier. So I'm hoping we see a few. Uh, well, there's a, there's a TV screen there, so we might be able to put Sky Channel late. Oh, or there might be some UK stuff yeah. that we could get 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 stuck into. Just Who knows? Do some, do some of my best work at about 11 p.m. as well. So <laughs> that's uh, that might be a sight to behold. But uh, no, I'm very very much looking forward to it. And there's the alarm telling me there's a straight race about to run at Pinjarra. All right, EJ. Um, okay. Congratulations to last week's episode 74 winner, Andrew Garner. He was uh, closest to the pin with his, nearest the pin rather, with his star line prediction, knocking off Scotty McCormick and uh, the bridesmaid himself, Chris Nelson. Now, Andrew is based in New South Wales and has kindly suggested that we jackpot the get out this week. So, listeners, listen up. There's $100 worth of gourmet goodness on the table up for grabs out there at Market City Meats. So if you want to get involved, hit us up on Twitter at the 11pod. Let us know who you think will win race nine at Ascot this Saturday. Decimal winning margin. Two decimal places are preferred. That's the way to go. And remembering, of course, the Sam White rule. First past the best dressed post. Salutes the judge. Exactly right. <laughs> Salutes the judge. <laughs> Yeah, that was good stuff, isn't it? It's good to see Mr. Albie back here as well, isn't it? Well, I'm hoping it's I've good to see Mr. Albie back. We missed him. Um, 602 days off the scene, so good luck to the uh, the connections. Um, and pull the wag with Mr. Albie. But um, look, <clears throat> spent a fair while on the other races, so I probably won't go too deep here. Weights and scales, uh, speed map, Billy Ain't Silly. As long as Billy Ain't Silly doesn't train off, Billy Ain't Silly wins his race. Mm-hmm. Um you know, you, you you mentioned intuition earlier, and my, my feel is that Billy Antley might train off soon, being a three-year-old. Um, so 
Uh, I think every man and his dog will be thinking the even money is a is a pop in pop out job, but um, you do have to be wary on a. Um, and he's only fallen in alongside Mini Winnie last start, who didn't go too well. Mm. Um, but in saying that, Tin Snip um, ran third. Tin Snip ran third, came out and won, yeah. and Tin Snip actually gets um, loses weight on Billy Ain't Silly here. So soft map, Lactar rides at fifty two and a half, so it's actually catch weight, no dead weight in the saddle. Love that. Um, yeah, love looks, it. Love, love it. it. Looks looks your winner from the top. Um, but yeah, I've marked Billy two dollars ten. I doubt you get much better than that. But I'm not going to be suggesting a big go in. I'd be waiting for the day and seeing there's a pattern. Rail could be off by the end of the day, and we can find something with a bit of cover coming down the outside. Um, yeah, rock on time. You'll trade sixty bucks late on Betfair, and if you're looking for a Mandy, that could be that could be you each. Hey, AJ, hey, he's up. He's up. But, um, yeah. You stole me thunder. There. Oh, did I? Yeah. Oh, geez. Billy ain't silly. Should be winning. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to take even money, I don't think. That's thin. That's thin. Betfair Exchange, late. Betting late. Betfair.com.au. That's yeah. the way I'm going to go. I Bill- still think it'll trade about two bucks. I, you reckon it's going to trade about... I, I, I think it has to trade. It just it ticks it ticks a couple, doesn't it? Yeah. Depend if the rail's playing nicely and, and it's all going well in that sense. I forgot to get me bet on at Pinjera, BJ. This could be a difficult watch for me, couldn't it? Did it win? It's in that's in the run now, actually. Uh, so anyway, continue. Uh, let's let's ride the wave here with mm. the guru. Who just who are we going to be on? I was just meant to have something very small and speedy pied, 150 to one. So and it's got the wrong part of the track here. So Bradley McManus has been declaring. Um, what's it called? Um, Jeez, a few people liked it. It doesn't look like it's travelling that well. Neither's mine, actually. I'm glad I missed that one. In my defence, it was 150 to 1. Ah, sock off, BJ. Under a hold. Cantered in. Yeah, well, it looks like it's about to canter in, yeah. Under a hold. Big run from mine, actually. It's going to be beaten about 14 lengths, but it was a good it was a good 14, though. <laughs> uh, you cannot draw that side of the uh, Pinjara service and be uh, competitive in the slightest. I think you might find um, Spice Delight, Marty Allen scratched earlier in the day. I reckon that's a very good thing he scratched. Because if it ran from barrier one there in $1.60, I reckon a few punters would have been left reeling. Mm, shrewd but, um, from Marty. Anyway, tell me about uh, Rock on Tommy. Is that where you're heading? I don't know. Rock on Tommy was probably going to be my Maddie. I, no. I just had a look at the prices. I sort of flagged him as a horse to follow last prior to his last run, and he went good um just sort of probably should have finished a bit closer as well jason Watting just had to grab hold the last four or five strides when he ran out of a bit of galloping room there and um yeah but again billy ain't silly he's been a good good horse to me this preparation um been sort of tracking him really closely for a while now just think that that even money just seems seems real thin for mine um rising Rising to 1,500 metres at this stage of his preparation. But still, uh, he's still my on top. I think he will win, hopefully. There's some support for – where's the support going to come from? That's what I'm saying. Where's the, I, think the, I think the two bucks is fair enough. Where's the support going to come You're basically backing him not to train off here. Yeah. Um, the 52 and a half is a gift for a horse on speed, 1,500, a little bit of sting out the ground. Mm. It just – it's probably where you're going to so want the to markets, So the market's either going to come for tin snip, creator – I think yeah. they'll all get the wobbles. Yeah. I think you'll just what, what, find Billy I mean, Ainsley holds, holds firm and no, you you're right. Late. You're right, too. There might be something mad that comes for, uh, yeah, again, you're you, you right. might see a 60 bucks late rock on Tommy. 27 is 550. That won't get me. But if we're talking 60s late rock on Tommy, you could have something silly mad on. But um, yeah, Billy Ainsley should. Because, I mean, Bruce Almighty's next cab off the rank, 950. So, yeah. Yeah, all right. It's Ed Scratcher, isn't it? Yeah. <clears throat> it's a body, so went body to bed. Scratcher. Went to bed. So, anyway, Bill, but Billy Ainsley should be winning really, really. Uh, quality three-year-old on the rise and uh, let's see if we can make it four straight all right 
brings us to the end of a, uh, a preview of a meeting which um, I've mainly got interest in late. Um, this rain is just continuing to pour outside. And just, I know it's probably a bit late now because we've already gone past race seven. The only thing I will say is if this rain continues to come, Trapper Fools is now bare, not bare bones price, I'm 260 Trapper Fools, but if this rain continues to come Friday and we race on a soft seven or something even worse, just pull out of Trap for Fools and it's, I'd be leaning to come play with me anyway. It's just the one thing I probably should have been more stronger on um, beforehand, but um, yeah, when doing my form, I've allowed for a soft five, soft six, which might not be, um, might not have been uh, as accurate just looking at the weather. Anyway, BJ, that was absolute dribble I just spoke. Uh, what is, what is, uh, what is your Betfair best betting proposition of the day? Yes, Terry, my Betfair best betting proposition of the day. Nothing fancy. Race two, number two, born to try. Stands out like a sore thumb for mine. Delta? Um, yes, Delta, exactly. Mm. Uh, born to try, should be too good for them. Pretty keen. Race two, my Betfair best. I think it should be winning. Uh, Megazone each way. Race, uh, race six, when was the last time I made Megazone my best bet on the card? Do you remember that? Yeah, one, two, didn't it? Yeah, but it was our mock podcast before we released that That's episode right, number yes, one. Yes. We sat down, did a mock one, and it got up at about 20 to 1. Nah, 35 bucks. Oh. RSP, so it's a shame we couldn't start an episode earlier. <laughs> BJ, I'll just tell you all about I'll that. Have now. To dig out the archives. Um, um, Megazone each way at, at 10, 11 bucks. That's easily my best. Okay. Lay? Uh, Maricino. It's already on Betfair. Yeah. Money I'm where mouth is. I'm taking on Maricino as well. But my other lay for the day, she was my lay first up as well. I'm going to go again. Just think it's going to be really challenging for Shantor with uh, Gate 7, 60.5. I'm going to take her on again. Broadcast. Jeez, Mr. Popular, BJ, over here. Uh, <clears throat> no, I can say that. As I said, I'm Shan talks the longest in my field, and it's just about favourite. So I'm with you. Um, and uh, Maddie, MJ, um, I think we just discussed it, but uh, not a day where there's too many at that price. Um, but rock on, Tommy. I think late on Betfair, if we can see, I said 60 before, if we can see some 40s and 8s, 40s and 6s, 40s and 7s. I think I'll be happy having a little bit each way. I do expect Billy he to He looks win. just about primed on He Rock does, on yeah. He runs before that. You, you mm. brought him up last start, mm. actually, and his last start effort, he was, um, yeah, he was just off, um, off asses in the last mm. 100 metres or so, and he doesn't mind the rain effect today. The race is on speed, so he, he ticks a couple of boxes in that sense. So hopefully he's one that slips under the radar, and as we said, Depara probably. Yeah, so um, runs so, a race. Yeah, race eight, Depara number nine, yep. currently $21 best available. And I just need both of yours as well. No, we're just in just we're in, we're in unison. Sick. Yeah, oh, I like yeah. it. I'll probably forget to uh, to back rock on now, but uh, there we go. We're back. Uh, podcast with what episode is this? Seventy five. Well, we're going to start thinking about the ton, don't we? Don't so, forget, don't forget Michael Ganjimi as well. Yeah, Michael Ganjimi coming on next week. Very excited um, about talking to uh, the situation. Um, talking about rock magic, <laughs> talking about everything racing is, a, is an absolute character, Michael Dan Jamie. So make sure you tune in next week uh, and listen to him. Make sure you get to to BJ's and eat all his free food on uh, on Saturday night at the Grand Bar and Bistro. I'll be there front and centre. Um, open invite. Let's try and get um, yeah. Let's try and get a thousand plus there. Right? Let's, let's let's make sure people have to wear masks. That's because you have to wear masks for events of a thousand or more. But um, good to be back. Uh, excited for the weekend's racing. Excited for BJ's birthday. And until next week on the one one.